This is a Galactic Network podcast. The Podcast of Terror is a great podcast. It's covering movies that are not for children, and thus this podcast is not for children. The hosts are two adults who will use bad words from time to time. They'll also spoil movies if that's not your thing. So if you don't like spoilers and you don't want to hear some dirty language or some dirty references to dirty parts of your body, then please, please, please wash your body parts better and do not listen to this show. If you can handle it, and I hope you can because there's a great podcast coming up, then please proceed with Podcast of Terror. Welcome to episode 136 of the podcast of Terror, production of the Galactic Network. For more on this podcast, including show notes, contact information, subscription links, go to gncast.com slash pot. I am Matt Stein. Uh, Corey update 2018. He's in Michigan. His items have arrived. He's still alive. Um, hopefully he'll be back soon. It's weird not doing it with a my little schmoopaloo's missing. Um, Jack Pacone of 90s Percentile will be joining us with his friend Joe Origliri. I may have said that wrong. I didn't get my reference point here for this one. Um, but we're going to be talking about uh, 1988's Night of the Demons. Uh, yeah, should be a good time. Also, uh, if you remember a while back, we did Who's Watching Oliver with Russell Jeffrey Banks. It's going to be free on Amazon Prime starting October 3rd, which, depending on when you're listening to this, is either in a couple days or a couple days ago. Either way, it's Wednesday this week um, of when we're recording this. So be sure you check it out. Uh, support Russell. He's a super nice guy, and he's, he's English. What else can you What else can you ask for? He, like, legit, like, four times an hour for two, three hours. And, like, the same girls were sitting at the, by the bathroom, so they just always, they, they knew me. They, they saw me. So, so did you say you leave your laptop, or you take it with you? Take it, I take oh, it in with Okay, good. I'm like, oh, that sounds fucking great. I have a whole process. I move the toilet paper. They have a toilet paper on top of the on top of the uh, upper deck. So I, uh, <laughs> I slide that over and I put my computer there and upper deck and I have to put everything back the way it was before I leave. It's a, it's a whole process. You're very considerate, Jack. <laughs> that is very considerate. I ate at a so <clears throat> bit of backstory. I was in New Richmond, Wisconsin all weekend, which you Joe, you probably know less about the state of Wisconsin than Jack does, right? Probably, yes. Okay, so near the Minnesota-Wisconsin border near Minneapolis is a, is a city called Eau Claire. Okay. It's like a college town. So if you go in between the two... Rich, uh, let me interrupt here. Uh, by city, he means he means what we consider like an apartment building. Yeah, he's not wrong. So the, the, the majority of the population of this town only exists when school is in session. <laughs> All right. So... <laughs> Um, I'm actually going to look up how many people are there, but so between more the two, population on like a, on like a rush hour, like our train, <laughs> I, I he's, he's probably not wrong. So Claire has 68,000 people. Oh, that's all right. That's not bad. No, it's not bad. But with school, it's probably closer to a hundred, maybe more. I don't know. I'm, I'm not a math guy, but so you go about 20 miles North in between the two into the woods is, is well new richmond's where we stayed somerset is where this beer release was so it basically went to the north woods of wisconsin and got drunk for two days anyways there was a place called voodoo street food that we found it was fucking amazing i had tempura fried cauliflower and i can't stop thinking about it that sounds really good yeah i don't remember why i started to tell you that 
other than oh yeah so yeah it was like there's a brewery in minneapolis releases their like yearly dark beer called darkness mm-hmm. and, yeah yeah so that's what I, I my buddy and i went to and like the band carcass played i don't know if you listen to heavy music at all but carcass was there i don't know carcass uh, did you say did you call it heavy music i think so i don't know it's a death metal band yeah but you call it, is it, is it heavy music or heavy metal well, it's they're death metal. They're like one of the, the they're the first death metal band ever. I've never heard the term heavy music. Shut up, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever heard the term "you're an asshole"? No, I'm. It's a legit question. I wasn't sure if you misspoke or if it's it's a thing. No, I, I never... totally misspoke because oh, I. All right. You're an idiot. All right. I just wanted to make sure. I didn't know. No. I thought maybe I couldn't tell if I was the idiot or you were. No, it was. It's me. I. <laughs> I think I got about four hours of sleep. Um, I've been up since 4.45 because I couldn't sleep, and I it's, it was a three-and-a-half-hour drive, and I said I wasn't going to drink, and then Jack challenged me, so now I'm drinking. Drink some coffee. I had some coffee. I took two naps. Um, In my experience, nothing really ever works except drinking more. <laughs> I don't, like, I'm not, I, I wasn't hungover at all, which is really awesome. It's just, I feel like, like, I just don't feel like I have any energy, which is whatever. It's a shitty day out. It rained, and it was foggy the whole drive home, which doesn't help. My buddy fell asleep instantly, which I, I told him. I said, dude, you want to go to sleep? Go to sleep, because I wish I was sleeping. So as soon as he went lights out, I just started jerking off to keep myself awake. While you were driving? Yeah. Oh, have you never done it? Just you get, you steer with a knee. I, I I think I'm too much of a pussy to do it. I'm make, too, too scared of crashing. Make eye contact with everyone that passes. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> so if it's not all right, so if getting if getting a blowjob is road head, what is masturbating while driving? Road, what would that be? Road work. Okay. <laughs> road work. <laughs> <laughs> Got the orange flags out. <laughs> yeah, I like it. Um. I guess before we talk about dicks more, Joe. Are we live? Is this, are we yeah, on? I started it. <laughs> I ninja it. I warned you. When? When, when, when have we been? I've been checking my teeth. Four minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> are, you the one that, are you the one that didn't realize I, I was missing teeth? Yeah, that was, yeah. It's so obvious when I record with you in, this, in the, the crappy fisheye webcam. How do you, how have you never noticed? I've done like 20 episodes with you. Because I don't look at, your teeth where are you looking your eyes it's your hard eyes. to see bottom teeth to be fair They're not the most prominent teeth no i know if you know I, i'm not surprised when people realize you know a little bit into it oh oh wow you're missing the teeth but matt i've 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 literally the only communication i have with him is is where i stare teeth first into a webcam well the other thing is is i always have hang my hangout window on this monitor and i do oh, all that, my, that one that monitor i have two monitors two this, computer this monitors because i'm from the internet and I do all my pornography watching while we're podcasting on, on my left monitor. So a lot of times I'm not even looking at you when you're so talking. So you're road working right now? I am. Yeah. Why do you think I have one arm down here? I have my special road work sweatshirt on so you can't see you can't see the motion of the ocean. <laughs> Is that a new, uh, that creepy Mario poster behind you? Is that new? No, Jack. That has been there for over a year. Ah, see? <laughs> Shay. Where's so, his eyeballs? Um, it was, there's a, the, a Luigi one. Luigi's the right way you guys say it, right? Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. No, we, we, we say, uh, uh, Louis guy? Louis guy? Yeah, Luigi. That's good. Luigi. Yeah, it was some guy on Reddit did, um, a bunch of Nintendo characters in that style. So I was like, it'll be cool to get Mario and 
Luigi. Have you seen um have you seen the the Bowserette? Yeah, what the fuck is going on with that? Um so there's a new Mario Kart or I guess it's not new? No, it's not Mario Kart. It's a new Mario game okay. for the Switch. And one, there's a trophy and if you put the tr- it's a hat I guess, I don't know, a crown maybe. Uh, and if you put the, do you have a chat? Is uh, that's group chat? Do you have a YouTube chat open? Maybe, maybe one of your uh, millions of listeners can can help me out. Here. I have the YouTube chat open, but zero list, zero viewers right now. That's fine. That's fine. So uh, you put the hat on, and it turns Toad into yeah. Peach. It turns her into a princess. So then, um, so now that you got these people who are making fan art saying, well, what if Bowser turned into a princess? What if Boo turned into a princess? What if Luigi turned into a princess? So now there's all this fan art. Uh, most of it's porn, I believe, but there's some uh, PG 13 images of just like sexy Bowser and like sexy Yoshi. Yeah, uh, I saw it was um, last week Princess Peach in like a BDSM outfit being carried around. It was really uncomfortable. No, if I was a woman, I would totally like. I I, I kind of want to still dress up as Bowserette for Halloween. Like she's uh, she's basically like Peach, uh, but uh, a little uh, a little bigger. Uh, she got the 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 forky the fork teeth the yeah. fangs. I think it's very That's what I call fangs forky weird. teeth forky teeth. I think it's <laughs> odd that they've like sexualized Mario now. Excuse me, Mario, Mario, Mario. Yeah, no, it's not. <laughs> when one city says Mario and the rest of the world says Mario, conform. Yeah, it's the city he's from. City's called New Jersey. <laughs> I don't know. Whatever. Shut up, guys. Um, where are you from, Joe? You Roseland, from- New Jersey. Okay, so you are from Jersey. The three and a half square miles. Yeah, and it would still take longer to go across that three and a half square miles than it would take me to drive halfway across the state I live in. It's true. Like um, uh, Kevin always talks about long drives, and he'll he'll say something when I'm like half in the bag. I'm like, "Fuck you." Jack's like, "Don't forget, <laughs> going ten miles in Brooklyn takes the same amount of time for me to go 120 miles." Yeah, I mean, after Hurricane Sandy, uh, when the tunnel was flooded, uh, I would commute two and a half hours each way on a bus to work. Just from Staten Island to the city, two and a half hours each way, five hour round trip for a four hour shift where I was paid nine dollars an hour before tax and I was paying twelve dollars for the bus ride. So I was making a net profit of about nine dollars a shift. That's a bad job, Jack. Yeah, that's this that the return on investment's not very good here. Yeah, I mean I was a thirty year old barista. It uh it wasn't a, it, there was nothing good about it to begin with. It sounds like you really had your life together. Yeah, yeah. No, it was. Uh, you probably could have made more money looking for quarters at the bus station. <laughs> there was a guy uh, when I worked at OTB when I um, I took horse horse racing uh, bets for a living, and there was a guy who would just go through the garbage every day, and he would go through tickets that people threw out by accident that were winning tickets, uh, and this was in the Times Square location. So he's going through a lot of garbage, and it was a lot of customers, and he made a shit ton of money. Uh, and the New York Times ended up writing a profile about him. He 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 made something like one hundred and seventy thousand dollars in one year. Holy uh, shit! Wow. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he even started hiring people to go to other branches and go through the garbage, and like he would take a cut. He had an empire. And then about six weeks after the Times did a profile on him, the IRS got him, and that was it. <laughs> <laughs> 
which like I understand tax. Like I, th- I think, you know, I'm pretty left. I think uh, we should tax a lot of things. But if you're digging through literal garbage and this is OTB garbage, this is the, the, the most disgusting garbage you can get outside of like a like a Times Square strip club. And th- th- this pretty much was a Times Square strip club. If you go through garbage, you should that should be tax exempt. Or That's just don't theory. have the New York Times write a fucking piece of that <laughs> Don't agree to the piece. If you're stealing money from the garbage. Yeah, seriously. I see where Jack's coming from, though. Like, if you're willing to go through a dumpster to get some money, you've earned it. Exactly. The government doesn't need their cut. Um, But, Jack, if you were the government... Then I want that money. Exactly. I want that money. Give me that money. Yeah. We pay for that garbage. Unless you can somehow, as a government official, loosely use the term dumpster to apply to many things and then be taxed. <laughs> yeah, true. that's true. That's true. <laughs> what do you throw out your paycheck and then take it out of the yeah, garbage? You find a way to make anything a dumpster. Oh, <laughs> <All the> loopholes. <laughs> <laughs> I just carry around a, a garbage can with me and I just throw all my money into it and take it out and be like, dumpster money. Sorry, tax exempt. Tax exempt dumpster money. I'd like to buy this shirt, please. Tax exempt. <laughs> Try- garbage can. Trump Tower becomes rezoned as a sanitation center. So I wonder if you turn, if you started a bank and you do the similar what you're talking about. So you make a bank and the bank is zoned as a sanitation building. Mm-hmm. All money that goes through it technically tax exempt because it went through a dumpster. So when you deposit, you just drive up to a dumpster and dump your money into it. Well, I mean, there should be a certain structure about it if you're running a bank. <laughs> Multiple dumpsters. <laughs> you have the five, five dumpster lanes. P, you throw it in this dumpster. Well, if you're driving up to it like a bank, it should have those pneumatic tubes like the bank. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right, the dumpster. right into you. Right into the dumpster. <laughs> right in the garbage. Yeah. <laughs> the tubes get mixed up and suddenly garbage just shoots out into your car. <laughs> oh, no. My, my, my masturbation session. <laughs> There's garbage everywhere. I did not condone masturbating at a drive through for a bank. You think anybody yeah. ever uh, jerked off in one of those pneumatic tubes? Yes. Like set up to a bank, bank yes. teller? Yes. Seems like something a 16-year-old with a car, new driver's license would do. I wouldn't know. 16 or, or 65. Because they, they were already getting phased out with ATMs by the time I got my license. But Well, we still uh, have them here. Like, if I have to, in the, the rare occasion, I have to, like, deposit a check at a bank, you still have the yeah. pneumatic tubes. Yeah, I bet you people come in them all the time. I mean, I've <laughs> made, I've made out a... If you mean stick your whole junk into the hole and have it suck it out or, like, shoot it in the chest. <laughs> <laughs> have it do all the work for you. Yeah. The lady on the other end just gets blasted with pneumatic jizz. (laughs) I like your hetero. I was slipping a bunch of semen just came through. I got to figure out if they're from the same guy. (laughs) Your heteronormative worldview. You pictured that because she was getting blasted in the face, it was the bank teller was automatically a woman. I pictured like a 95 year old man who's been there for 100 years. (laughs) I'm picturing the other poor guy stuck to the other end of the tube who can't get off of it because his dick's stuck. Can't get his dick out. Man, oh man, was it worth it? Oh man, oh, my phone's ringing. Fuck yeah! I just picture a lady. Oh, we're going back to a woman. Sorry, Jack. We'll, we'll change <laughs> it to a, we'll change it to a ninety-five-year-old man for you. So the ninety-five-year-old man comes into work and he's like, "God damn it! If I get jizz, <laughs> if I get a manic jizz in the face one more time, I quit." 
<laughs> one day away from my goddamn pension. <laughs> I retire on Wednesday. Why am I getting nomadic jizz in the face? Ninety years I've been jizz in the face. <laughs> Perfect streak. They ruined my perfect streak and not getting nomadically jizz in my face. See, I would, I would, I would willingly hope for it. I would want to get it in my eyes so I could claim disability. Is that workers' comp if you get uh, a case yeah, of cum eye? It's in the eye, yeah. Can you get pink eye from cum eye, or is it just cum eye? I guess if you have I pink think eye, when theoretically, you... if you want to get specific, if the dick was in a butt beforehand, you could. <laughs> So the jizz carries the fecal matter. That's how you get. Correct. That's Into how you get body. pink eye from getting jizz in the face. Yeah. Okay. Is NPR gonna pick this podcast up? <laughs> I'm waiting for it. Um, <laughs> I, I've, I recently found out that uh, one of our listeners has some hooks in at Wondery. So uh-huh. if Wondery wants to pick us up, we're send ch- this clip. We're send cheap. the last three minutes of conversation as we were up. <laughs> Oh, yeah. the, send the, the the nomadic bukkake scene. <laughs> bank cocky. Um, so, Jack, I don't know if I had mentioned to you the restaurant idea that my friend uh, and I had. I they can't serve remember. food. They serve food to you. Well, uh, it, you it, it's a list of things on a on a on like a piece of paper that, of items that you can choose. Not really. That's a great idea. No, you tell me. It was a great idea. No, I I, I can't. I think we. I may have brought this up on here, but uh, it's called barbecue cocky where you just walk in and they throw brisket on your face and then squirt barbecue sauce on you and charge you 20 bucks <laughs> all right <laughs> you know someone I'm, I'm not gonna say it's a bad idea <laughs> it might work as one of those experiences that gets set up every yep. <laughs> yep it's a pop-up restaurant yeah pop-up barbecue <laughs> experience See, I I would just do I would use the pneumatic tubes for everything. I think they I think they've nailed down that like that's the pinnacle of technology. <laughs> just, just shoot pneumatic. the food into my, down my throat. Yep, we'll pneumatically shoot a sandwich into your face. <laughs> There's the, no cream uh, cheese on my bagel. <laughs> Fresh pepper? Yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Uh, do you know? Um, the first subway. So the New York City subway system is over 100 years old. But before that, the first, very first subway tunnel, the guy who invented it, instead of doing underground train tracks, it was a giant pneumatic tube. It was, and it still exists. It's under, it's between City Hall and like Canal Street or maybe, maybe Wall Street and City Hall. I know City Hall is, is one of the terminuses. And it's just a giant pneumatic tube. And you would put a, like a car in and it would just go thoop, and it would take the people and it failed miserably. Uh, but that was the idea. Really wow. Yeah, but that was, and that's actually Elon Musk's yep. uh, boring company. That the, the, the Hyperloop is pretty much a more advanced version of that original theory. Yep, I was just I was going to mention that because I tried. It, it, I was trying to f- like comprehend what he was talking about with this thing. Yeah, and he just blew my fucking mind. Like he started. Yeah, it saying, sounds extremely dangerous. He's like, yeah, we'll just suck people from San Francisco to L.A. in forty-five minutes. But you think about it. If, if it's all self-contained, so if it's not your car, if there's like a tube. If yeah, like it's a like pod, it's, it's on skis, I believe. Yeah, it's a yeah, pod on skis. Yeah, yeah. He explained like the air movement and all that shit. Um, he was so high. <laughs> I mean, he, he, he wasn't not. Um, but he, I mean, that guy got so fucking smart. He was talking about how to make a, a plane go further, faster, for cheap. Oh, my God. He's either very smart or he's just a, a really good talker I, yeah i used to think my friends in high school were smart but i was just also stoned um 
I read his biography. I was obsessed, I was obsessed with Musk. Uh, I thought the guy was a visionary, and I still think he's got a lot to offer the world. But uh, the last like year or so, I'm just like, oh fuck you, man. Well, I think uh, he did a lot of really awesome stuff with like Tesla, and now he's doing like I really want the um, the the shingles for my roof, the uh, solar generator ones. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So when we got to reshingle our roof, I want to go that route. Um, for you guys, like a roof is something you have on top of a building you own called a home that I get to oh, live in by myself. Own a building? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So my the room, the one room of my house that I'm in right now is bigger than everything Jack lives in. But you have more than one room? You must be a millionaire. I got more than one level, Jack. <laughs> this is I see that green stuff outside. I gotta mow that tomorrow. That's not a park. Nope. Surely you can afford help if you have more than one room. <laughs> Mow the lawn for you. Um, have your I, butler do it. I've thought about it. I'm like, sometimes I'm like, I just don't want to fuck mow my lawn. But here's don't the don't mow it. Just get a pneumatic tube and just suck the grass out. I'll just suck the grass out. I'll just shoot the grass on some 95 year old man's face. Um, that's two hours where no one will bother me. So that's yeah, kind of I nice actually like mowing my lawn back in the day. I, it was until we switched to an electric mower with a cord. Then I was like, just oh, wanted to kill stupid. myself. And now it's not 100 degrees outside, so it's not so bad to sit outside. Whatever happened yeah. to the room of uh, lawnmower? I thought that was going to be a thing. Uh, it exists. Yeah, they it have. Does. Yeah, they have one. one. Um, it just seems so dangerous. That, there's that, and then the one for the size of my yard would be like $6,000. Hmm. So I might as well just mow it my fucking self. Well, can it just be? Re- it could be really small, right? If it's a, on its own, you just have it run all night. <clears throat> um, I think the the price has to do with the range away from the base. Oh, I see. I see. Yeah, you can set up a mesh uh, network. I don't. I haven't had a need to set up a mesh network. Anyway, the technology will get there. What I would be concerned with is you have what four small dogs? Three, three, and nine chickens. Man, the chickens are like, most concerning because they will not. They like I'll have to stop and wait for them to move out of my way to mow the lawn, and I don't think a Roomba would stop. No, it wouldn't. It would you would have chopped chicken? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You would you would accidentally bukaki somebody in the face with chi- with chicken? Chicken blood. Some ninety five year old man yeah. walking by. Oh, this, chicken chicken. <laughs> this guy's got a nice yard. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> he was one day away from retirement. <laughs> uh, Professional lawn watcher. He wasn't supposed to get chicken blood in his eye. <laughs> he got salmonella. Dies the next day. <laughs> All right, let's try this again. Joe, what do you do with your life? What do I do with my life? Yeah, I just I had to get right to it because I tried before and we started talking about pneumatic bukkake. Um, I I, uh, I professionally do sound working on uh, TV shows and movies on, on set, not editing. So I record dialogue. Have you ever pneumatically bukkake someone? Uh, never, no. no. The closest thing would be uh, me and my friend were working on... A- uh-oh. A short film in college. And it was a scene where these uh, the characters were lying down on like a picnic blanket and like a picnic and they were lying down on their backs. And we were right by the ocean and it's like sand everywhere. So we had used condoms for microphones when you uh, want to keep shit out of them. Because you huh. can't hear, you can hear straight through them, and they protect the mic really? and everything. It's like it's like the opposite uh, uh, use of them traditionally, right? Correct. I'm gonna just start putting condoms on my on these microphones for no reason. Just like <laughs> so it hangs off. Like a magnum that's hanging off the end of it <laughs> for no reason. 
<laughs> I need to remember this so I can do it randomly the next time Jack's on. <laughs> but uh, I was across the picnic blanket, needed a condom, and uh, I asked my friend Brendan, who was working for me, give me a condom for the mic over here. So rather than coming over and handing it to me, he unfurled it, put it on his finger like a rubber band, and shot it over to me. And it <laughs> flew through the air, and the wind resistance on the condom is pretty high, so it stopped perfectly above the actor's face. And then fell right on his face. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like trying to like get into this, get into the scene. They're running their lines or like getting into it, getting serious, like really serious conversation. You're supposed to be having and the guys got aced in the face with the oh So I have to ask, because I assume that everyone that Jack brings is in your small circle of friends. Is that sure. Brendan O'Brien? It is Brendan O'Brien. Previous guest of our show. Really? Yeah. Yeah. It but- is very soon. Yeah, super nice guy, sweetheart. Jack uh, just keeps bringing people, and they keep showing up for some reason. Oh, Not that I'm upset I, about it. Every I'm person that Jack brings out. is is amazing, except Dan, Dan Mulhall. He's Actually, not, he's this is a funny story, and uh, I can only assume Brendan's never going to listen to this. Probably not. That's fine. Right. But both both times Brendan appeared, uh, the first time on my show, 90s Percentile, and on your show, both times I had pr- I had asked Joe first and he couldn't make it, so then I asked Brendan. <laughs> I don't know why, but Brendan's funnier than I am. No, no, I was I was, but they were, he was literally number two on my list. But uh, I, I'm, I, you know, I've I, I, I was going to say I've known Joe longer, but it was pro- it's probably by a matter of minutes. But uh, oh yeah, but we all met. It was my number one choice. Well, I'll tell you what, we didn't talk about pneumatic pukaki when Brendan was on. No, I actually don't remember what we talked about when he was on. See that beer, uh, probably corn, corn beef, cabbage. I do really like corn beef and cabbage. Does he go yeah. full bore on the Irish thing? <laughs> well, we kind of made him play like ham it up a little bit. <laughs> you know, it, it doesn't take much prodding. It doesn't no. take much prodding for an Irish guy from Boston to talk about being Irish or Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> I don't think we talked. About you Dunkin mean just Dunkin'? Dunkin'? Just Dunkin'? Oh, yeah, just Dunkin'. Now he's pissed <laughs> off about. It. He's fucking furious about that. It's I so showed him the headline at work, and he was—he couldn't respond with words. He just walked away. Wait, <laughs> well, Dunkin' is Dunkin' Donuts is now just Dunkin'. Yep. Why? It goes into effect next year, I think. Because they I don't want to be known for donuts. People don't eat donuts anymore. They're unhealthy. Oh, they want to be- is that like awesome. when KFC tried to change to Country Fresh Kitchen, and no one gave a fuck, and they went back to Kentucky Fried Chicken like a week <laughs> later? Did they spell chicken uh, kitchen with a K or a C for KF? Uh, k- k- kitchen yeah, is yeah, kitchens with a K. Went to KFK? No, 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 no. K- kitchen Fresh Chicken. Oh, Kitchen Fresh Chicken. <laughs> did, I, did I fuck it up when I said it? No, I, I think you got it right. Okay. They just changed it to Kafka. Kafka. Fresh <laughs> Chicken. It takes eight weeks to get your food through a Kafka-esque process. Uh, did you do finish the bit yourself? I, I, you know, you can do the rest of the bit in your head. I'm just a setup guy. They call me in to set stuff up. <laughs> setup guy. My punchline guy's out. He's not here today, so you know, fill it in. So you're asking what Joe does with his life besides uh, besides uh, pneumatically suck dialogue out of <laughs> sets and TV sets. Um, he's also a writer. He's in. The, he started a writers group that I'm a, a member of. Uh, the guy writes the best fucking sketches. He's goddamn hilarious. <laughs> so do you do you have Jack come to this to be like, don't be like this guy? Uh, no, <laughs> I haven't come because I'm trying to figure out who the hell wants to write sketches, and it's surprisingly nobody. Yeah, yeah, we, we're not very successful at actually having any meetings. Oh, well, the work's kind of fucked up the last one, but uh, yeah, I, I mean, I've been trying to work on my sketch writing anyway, so uh, figured it'd be better to do it not in isolation. 
it's easier to get feedback that way. And it's really hard to find people who are like serious about sketch writing because it's such a stupid thing to be serious about. But <laughs> Jack's one of the people who's serious about it. So. I, I, but I find it, I mean, that's why part of the reason I do it, I find it incredibly difficult. Once you go Super. through like the six or seven ideas you have, and then you have to come up with new ones. It's 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 hard. It's a you know. I mean, you have like medium. Saturday Night Live still exists, so there's still a market for sketch writers. Yeah, and there are well, other sketch just, shows. So I mean, yeah, if, if things aren't working out for me, uh, maybe maybe I'll take a job there. We'll see. I'm I know that they keep calling you, and you're just you're asking them like, "Calm down, I'm not ready." I'm doing a podcast right now. Leave me alone. <laughs> Damn it, Lauren! <sighs> keep up the shit. I'm gonna pneumatically bukkake you. <laughs> um, I and at one point had a question for Joe, and then I I forgot it. No, uh, it was quality. not. It must not have been important. Some quality podcast hosting. Well, anyway, I, uh, yeah, I do sound <laughs> and I write stuff sometimes cool. and direct stuff. Even, and he's even a director rare. too. He's he's, he's directed for Adult Swim. Mm-hmm. Yep. I don't even uh, need to write an intro. Jack does it for me, which I like. There you go. Because he knows more about you than I do. I looked at your IMDb and I was like, yeah, this is a lot to read. It's about the only credit you got to look at is as himself. It's my, <laughs> my proudest credit that I have. <laughs> what 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 were you as yourself in? I'm in the documentary on the Black Swan DVD, giving a line to the camera, <laughs> and they put a freaking title card under me with my name and my crew position. It's my did, proudest moment. How do you, you not just care? Like, how is that not your business card? Just that picture. Just be like <laughs> Joe. It's me after like working for fourteen hours. Talking about how all the sound we're recording is trash. Like that's literally what it is. <laughs> no, you, so you, so you worked for Black Swan. You did. You worked on that. Yeah, yeah, I was on it for the whole. Time. Um. So before, uh, we had booked Joe and Matt had asked me to to be on tonight, like two months ago. Uh, the movie that I kind of wanted to do. I guess actually, you know what? No, I guess it was only a couple of weeks ago that I thought of this because I. Anyway, it's it was Mother by Darren Aronofsky. Oh, okay. Because oh, yeah. I hadn't seen it, and then I randomly watched it like one Friday night where I didn't feel like going out, and uh, I fucking loved it. And uh, out of all the Aronofsky films I've seen, Black Swan. It reminded me most of Black Swan. Although I, mean, I heard, pretty- I, I didn't, I didn't see. It. I talked to the, uh, actually the the guy who shot that documentary. Um, <clears throat> he read the script before they shot it, and he was like, "I have to take a shower." <laughs> I have to take like it, five it, showers. It's, it's it's fucked up. I, I I thought it was, yeah. It's uh it's it was an experience, which is great. Like that's what I want. I don't even care if I don't like it. Like I don't know, even know how I feel about it. I don't care if I like a movie or I hate a movie. As long as it's like a fucking experience, and I'm like after the ninety minutes or two hours are up, I'm like, wow, what was that? Job, you know, mission accomplished. I'll tell you what, uh, Night of the Demons was an experience. It sure was, wasn't it? <laughs> Because love that movie. It was about the time when the chick jammed the lipstick into her that nipple. Is, you know, I haven't watched this movie in about five years, and that is the one thing I will never forget about it. So, <laughs> I, the weirdest thing I've ever seen in a movie. When, when she's sitting there, and I'm jumping right to the middle of the movie, and I don't, I don't really care, but um, she's like tracing, and I'm like, man, that that's a, that's a really fucking shitty prosthetic looking chest. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what is gonna happen with this thing? Or she just didn't want her real boobs on camera but then why be, the why be in a horror movie it took me a long time to realize they were fake boobs i i, I guess i'm just out of practice at looking at women's breasts i was i was just i, I was like impressed i was like man she's got very clean breasts so it's the just, just very like there's not not a not a pimple on there <laughs> matte texture to them it's nice 
<laughs> yeah, it was, it was very strange. Yeah, and then she jammed the entire tube of lipstick into her nipple. Mm-hmm. That nipple actually goes up like a little door. That's my favorite part. <laughs> yeah, like, it was like, like uh, laughing. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like Richard Nixon's gonna pop out of the nipple. <laughs> to me. <laughs> I assume your listeners, Matt, are in their fifties and sixties and can appreciate these great references. I'm sure a couple of them are. I don't know. Most of them don't even talk to us. <laughs> well, you're a big. Uh, the, uh, I was trying to figure. It, I, I rewatched the movie last night. I was trying to figure out why that effect. Like, who thought about that effect? And like, why was that a thing? That any was that even in the script? Did they like figure it out on set? And the only thing I could think of is that they had some other effect plan for those fake boobs, and it did not work out that day. Did you? Uh, like, <laughs> what else can we do with these fake boobs? I don't know, she can jam the lipstick into one of her boobs and it goes inside. The, uh, did you? Uh, did either of you read the IMDb trivia for this movie? No. So that actress, who is uh, most apparently she uh, is most famous for her role of, as Trash on uh, Return of the Living Dead, which is one of my favorite films, huh. favorite, favorite horror movies. Um, she met uh, she met the her husband. Her husband was the was the special effects guy on that movie, and they met when she came in to do a mold of her of her boobs. Uh, really? so, yeah, wow. so I, I imagine it was probably this like really geeky twenty something guy. Oh, can you take off your shirt, please? I have to take a mold. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, and this this beautiful girl takes her shirt off, and uh, and he feels her up professionally, and um, takes a mold of her breasts, and at some, and well, would you like to get dinner with me tonight? And then, and, and anyway, they ended up married. It's it's a you know it's a sweet story. That's nice. Yeah. I like that story is behind that prop. <laughs> Who would have thought they shed any light on why the fuck they chose that effect for the movie? But I, I just hope that they they incorporated into the theme at the wedding. I took three notes <laughs> during the course of this movie. One was lipstick boo. I took it before the movie even started. <laughs> the second one was when the brother come pops out of the closet at the beginning, and his sister's getting ready to go out. He says, "Bodacious boobs, sis." <laughs> <laughs> and I have I have two sisters that I grew up with, both older. I don't think there's a universe where I would ever consider saying that to my sister if I'm first <laughs> on her with her shirt off. Well, now you got her. Now, yeah, now, yeah. now you got to just like next time you see one of them, just go bodacious boob. <laughs> <laughs> Let's make it my business now to burst in on them when they're getting changed. Just see how it goes. <laughs> uh, no, no, don't be creeped out. I was just doing it for the sake of the line. <laughs> what was your third note? Yeah. Uh, it was the uh, the, sh- the broken mirror group shot. I love that shot. Right? It was really good. <laughs> they held on it way too long. They were way too proud of it. But uh... um, and uh, that's part of a, I guess, a larger conversation I was planning on having about about this movie. Um, but besides that, the broken mirror shot. This was another piece on IMDb trivia. Only two of the cast members don't appear in that shot, and it's that they're the two that survive. Really? Yeah, the lead and and uh, and the scared black guy. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. There's some foreshadowing there. Is that it? Is dude is that the is that we talked about the movie? Is that yeah, it? It's the whole thing. Show over? Let's go ahead and wrap this up. I mean the rest <laughs> I know. Those, those are my biggest notes from one. No, I, f- I feel like I feel like we should uh give a quick description of the movie for no, people. No, totally. One thing because I just didn't want to forget about that the lipstick boob. And then um did either of you also think that after she was done lipsticking herself that she looked like she was on her way to an ICP concert? <laughs> now that you mention it, <laughs> first I'm like, this is talk about juggalos. 
Huh? Jugs? Jugzilla? I was trying to think of a boob joke, and it just did not happen in a timely yeah, fashion. Right there, the first three letters. Well, yeah. Jug. Jugzillas. Jugzillas. <laughs> uh, sweet boobs. You got jugged. You got jugged. <laughs> <laughs> this is a callback for you. Uh, I'm going to go get a beer. That's fine. We're going to sit here in silence and wait for you. I feel like we've it's like a it's like a standoff as to who can stay quiet the longest. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, oh, this doesn't go on for a long time. No, <laughs> but if if I were listening, I would I would like start looking around and be like, what the, did it stop? I'm back. My, my 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 fridge is five feet away because I'm in a very oh, tiny right. hole. <laughs> oh. To be honest, I could have just reached over, but I if I didn't have the uh, the cables. If I was smart, I would just put a fridge in here. I uh. Yeah, you should totally. They're, they're not. They're not. I, I have a, an extra mini fridge sitting in my basement. I threw out my mini fridge when I when we moved from Staten Island. I was so because we we didn't need it. Uh, excuse me, when I moved to Bay Ridge, but now I really wish I still had it. Where would you even put it? Uh, well, I would have put it here. I where I use my. I don't use my fridge in my uh, my uh, kitchen because it's disgusting. Uh, my roommates uh, ruined it permanently. Um, so I keep a fridge in my room. Was it the weird foreign guy? <laughs> it, it was probably Nick, to be honest. Oh. Um, or were the several, several guys. When I moved in here, there's, there's, there was like stuff in the bathroom and in the kitchen. And I was like, is this yours? And he was like, no. And I asked my other roommate, is this yours? He's like, no. It's it, it, like, there's been like 20 guys who have lived here in the last like five, six years. Uh, and some of their stuff is still here. It's, it's just, it's just. It's just so how many guys have lived in the closet that you're in right now? <clears throat> At least three that I know personally. Okay, all single. Uh, I'm not married. Yeah. So think of how many dead babies are in the carpet of that floor. Uh, no hardwood floors. Hardwood. Nice try. Damn it. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't worry. And I swiffered. I swiffered all the all the. Did you wet swiffer? Oh yeah. Okay. Nice. Just want to make sure. I know you're a pretty clean guy. My wife actually cool. yelled at me one time because she's like, why is the sponge in the microwave? I'm like, Jack Picone says I should microwave it. She's like, you know, that doesn't <laughs> fucking matter, right? I'm like, Jack Picone says I should. It does matter. What's, what's, you know, she's wrong. Of course um, it matters. She's A, my wife. I just stopped fighting. And she has a biology degree. So I just, whatever. That'd be like her trying to tell me something about a computer. She has a biology degree that I, I can't, I don't want to mansplain anything to her, but uh, I'd like to talk to her about it in a more lengthier conversation. <laughs> but I would like to casually mansplain it to her. <laughs> I, would, I would like to hear her thoughts on why it doesn't work. I think it does work. But I, then now, the, 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 the counter argument I hear about microwaving your sponge, and I like to microwave the sponge because uh, it's sitting out there, it's gross, it's wet, it's collecting bacteria as we speak. Uh, so I zap it for a minute before I use it. And the argument I hear is, well, you're going to have some kind of microwave-resistant bacteria that survives, and then they're going to populate, and then eventually the sponge is going to be filled with this, like, super strain of bacteria. That's what causes staph infections at hospitals and stuff. But, like, you know, I'm not using the same sponge. I throw it out after a month or so. It's oh, yeah, just, so do I. But, but, yes. But in the meantime, short term, I think it's effective. I'm killing germs. Um... I just want to know if it works or not. And some guy has like a. And I don't even think it's the microwaves. I think it's the fact that you're cooking the sponge. You're boiling the water. Same, as you're sterilizing it. Yeah, it it it, it seems it's like what it does is it. Gotta, 
gross. It's got to be absorbing out bacteria. Yeah. So microwaving a sponge seems to kill only some bacteria, but it seems to kill the worst. So I get seen. Yeah. Like if I'm, it's not, it's not like I'm sitting there waiting for a minute. I've got other things to do. If it kills half of the bacteria, I job, you know, mission accomplished. Yeah. But if I kill the bacteria, how am I going to live forever? <laughs> Isn't it funny that like I, 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 never mind. Nope. Oh. Say it. <laughs> no, no, that's too much. That's too much. That's too deep for this. There's this no shit. such thing. Much. I have. No, yeah. Okay. All right. You sure? You ready for this? I'm ready. ready for this. Lay it on me. Um. I, real quick, Jack. I think you should have a podcast called Jack Mansplains Everything. <laughs> no, that'll go over great. Now, now, after this Kavanaugh thing, <laughs> this is the perfect opportunity. For, yeah, this is the right time to launch. Perfect. Here's why you're wrong. A show with Jack Bacone. Here's why you're wrong with Jack Bacone. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, you were gonna you were gonna mansplain something to us and No, no, no. I had a I had a joke. It was too dark though. I'm not gonna do it. No, there's no such thing as too dark. I want to hear this. No, this we one's talked about a ninety five year old man getting bukkakied through a pneumatic tube. Is no, it worse this than one, this, this one's too dark? You only make me want to hear it more when you say that. It's not even a joke. I was just gonna say, isn't it funny that I'm a germaphobe and I'm afraid of getting some weird bacteria, but every night I want to kill myself. No, not at all. Isn't that funny? I no no. <laughs> See? That's why I want to say anything. What does what do germs have to do with killing yourself? Nothing. That's what I'm saying. It's like oh god, I don't want to get sick, but at the same time, I'm like, man, I really want to slip my wrists. It's an iron. It's ironic. I, not really. Is that irony? I, this episode of Futurama only confused me more about what irony is. <laughs> I have no idea what irony is now. I think it might be more ironic if you're like, yeah, I microwave my sponge, but then I sleep on sheets that I haven't washed in a year. I, I do my sheets every week. I'm not saying you don't wash your <laughs> sheets. God damn it. <laughs> so Night of the Demons. Yeah, I was like, maybe we should just talk about the movie. So this is why. So if if I go out, nah, I'm not gonna tell a joke. And you say, Nah, I'm gonna tell it. And I go, Nah, nah I'm gonna tell it. And you say, Say it. If I do it six times in a row, don't let me say anything. Just move on. No, no, no. no. I figured even if it was a bad joke, it would still stem decent conversation. So well, even you though your joke your joke was not funny, here's why you're wrong. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> let let me mansplain to you why you're wrong. I really think you should start Jack mansplains everything. Or here's why you're wrong with Jack Picone. <laughs> all right maybe i mean i disagree completely and i think tell it's... me why i'm wrong then jack first episode of jack <laughs> here's why you're wrong with jack mccone right now <laughs> here's why i should have never made this <laughs> yeah, no, that's my live stream matt is to be the next andrew dice clay <laughs> let's let's go for it i mean dude is pretty famous still is yeah, he's got yeah, a he some... hot wife yeah that's not who i want to be is that a leather jacket behind you jack <laughs> Ironically, it is. So I guess I am Andrew Dice Clay. Um, I, uh, I, um, my apartment's very small, and I ran out of space to put things. And there was a hook right there when I moved in. So now I keep my, I hang my coat there. What is? What's the patch on that jacket? It, that is all right. So that is a New York Film Academy bomber jacket. It's uh, it's probably about two three hundred dollars to make, or uh, it would or to sell if they were to sell it. Mm-hmm. The only the senior executives wear it, like just a top top brass. They make very few. Knife is all about, New York Film Academy is all about branding. They have a lot of t-shirts. My, my feed just went out. 
I can, hear I can you. still hear you. Still online? Yeah. yeah I can okay. still hear you. Um, my, uh, uh, I just can't see myself. And I need to see myself. Shit, I don't think it's my TV. I think it's uh, I think my MacBook Pro's monitor finally died after nine years. Um. Anyway, uh, they make a lot of T-shirts, a lot of backpacks, a lot of stuff like that. All about branding. Uh, the bomber jacket is very expensive. They only give it to senior executives. Uh, we also have high profile guest speakers come in. And two years ago, we had Mel Gibson and we got him a coat. We got him one of these fancy coats and um, it was too too big for him. That's right. It was too big for them. So, uh, but they had already had it out. It was out of the box. It was out of the shrink wrap. So they gave it to me. Huh. That was supposed to be Mel Gibson's. And that's the story of the jacket. Huh. <laughs> nice jacket. Yeah. Wait, wait. Uh, it's like, it's, I mean, it would be cooler if it was Mel Gibson's former jacket, mm-hmm. but I'll take was going to be Mel Gibson's jacket. I'll take it. You know what you could do is find out where Mel Gibson's going to be next, have him hold the jacket, then rip it out of his hands and run away. <laughs> so did he touch the jacket before you got it? No. Oh. <laughs> He's never been in the same state as it. But um, it's, uh, it is incredibly warm. It's in, like, I wish I could show you. I can't move any, like, I can't move the camera. I can't move anything. Uh, everything will fall apart. Uh, it's a fucking podcast of cards over here, but, um, <laughs> but, uh, it's incredibly warm. It's like this super, super thick, uh, like wool or whatever it is. Uh, and it's got all sorts of buckles. It's, it's like a hardcore, like mountain climbing jacket. Um, and I, my, my real winter coat has like fallen apart. Uh, so I actually started wearing it uh, last winter, and it is incredibly warm. People and think you're a somebody. No, no, no. It's it's like a you know, it's it's not like a, a status thing or anything. It's just super warm. So do the people that actually have these things like never wear them? Oh, I see. Hold on, I never noticed this before. I've actually never really looked at it before. Uh, uh, it says right on the tag, it's an Air Force U.S. Army jacket. Oh wow. Property of Air Force U.S. Army. It's not Mel Gibson's. Nope. So I guess it's whatever they use to keep warm. Huh. You know, in Afghanistan, it gets very cold. It looks very warm. So speaking of that, um, <clears throat> last week I saw Henry Rollins do stand-up. No, it's not really stand-up. He did a spoken word show where he shows all his pictures from traveling. Like, I was like, Henry Rollins doing stand-up. <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> what the hell is that like? I mean, he stood up there and talked for two hours and 20 minutes nonstop. You want to uh, see my, my, my impression of Henry Rollins doing stand-up? Yeah. Sure. Oh. What's happening? Sorry, I want to make sure I have the receding hairline for this. <laughs> you ever see an escalator stop? It still stares. What's up with that? <laughs> that's, my, that's my Henry Rollins. He's a very, very intense man. But uh, yeah. anyways, sorry. Back uh, before I forget to do the, to actually explain this. So he had pictures when he did the USO tour, and it was like him flying from show to show in a in a fucking Chinook helicopter and stuff through Afghanistan. Pretty intense. That was a really nope. shitty story. I'm sorry. The story. Nah, was Should I go back to my my great impression? I. Yeah, I don't you know, know, guys, there's a third option for the conversation here. <laughs> the movie that we're supposed <laughs> to be talking about. <laughs> Who wants to explain it? Because I'm not entirely sure I know what happened. I'd like to hear Joe's explanation, seeing as he uh, it was his recommendation for, for tonight's episode, and he hasn't seen the movie in several years. 
Um, it's basically about uh, some teenagers who go to a known creepy house in their neighborhood for a Halloween party. An old funeral home. An old funeral home. And a, uh, a demon possesses, who possesses the house takes over the bodies of people who are there and starts killing all of them. And it's, uh, I don't know, it's, it's fantastic. I fucking love this movie. So at the end of the movie, because this also just popped in my head, I had to rewind it a few times to figure out what the, the demon was saying. Mm-hmm. Because I thought she was saying, what's wrong? You don't like a bloody taint? She said, you don't like a bloody date? And I'm like, she's saying taint? Because that would be way better. But I, I, that line stuck out to me, too. Um, I didn't hear taint. Um, but uh, what does that even mean, you don't like a bloody date? I couldn't tell if it was one. I, I had one of two theories. One, like, oh, man, you don't want to date someone on their period, which, uh, all right, well, the, I guess. The dude's eyes were all bleeding yeah. and shit. But, but what does she mean? Like you don't want a bloody date? Like what? Like what? Where is the I double? Don't outcome? like your bloody date. And it was the and, guy she brought to the party, but his eyes are all bleeding out. And I was oh. thinking. So that my second thought was bloody, as in like the British adjective. Like you don't like your bloody date. You know. I don't. I, I didn't get what in the movie was the one character who was inexplicably from Brooklyn. <laughs> I, <don't know. laughs> I forget what his name was. Oh, Sal, Sal Moreno or something Sal like that. Moreno. I remember because uh, when he dies, suddenly <laughs> he dies on his own tombstone, uh, and it says, "Born 1970, died tonight." <laughs> I think this movie rides the line of like, uh, you know, when the movies know that they're being funny. Yeah, and it's not funny. I think this one rides it like perfectly. So, I so I went into this movie. I never heard of it. I'd never seen it before. Um, and uh, me and Joe have watched our fair share of movies together. And usually the movies we watch are are, are intentionally bad. Uh, you know, we, what was what, what did we watch last time? What was the what was death our double feature? The bed that eats. Yeah, we watched Deathbed about a bed that eats people, and we watched uh, the Vanilla Ice uh, Rebel oh, yeah. Without a Cause movie. And uh, and that was so. This, so this this is what I was expecting when Joe recommended this movie. I fucking loved it. I thought it was. This was like uh, the fact that the the actress was also in Return of the Living Dead is perfect because this was that perfect like eighties like shitty but still well made. Like yep. the, the director knew what he was doing. The music in this movie is fucking awesome. I'm get the music was done by a guy with the same last name as the director, so I'm guessing it's his brother. But you know who knows what it was. Uh, the music was so good. The opening titles are amazing too. The op- the animation in the opening titles was great. The John Carpenter like synth score for the open and like, the same guy did the the synth score, which was awesome. He also did this really great song uh, in the middle of the movie when uh, they they're playing they're dancing in the party and they're playing out of the boombox mm-hmm. and it was called Computer Date. And I actually asked uh, Siri, I was like I was like, uh, hey, can you tell me what song this? You know, I shazammed it. And because I was like, this is a good song. And I was surprised to learn it was an original soundtrack song from that from the same guy who did the synth. And then at the end of the movie, which is great after this like ridiculous ending, uh, it plays like an 80s power ballad. And the 80s power ballad was done by the same guy. So like this guy, I'm guessing, is just like a musical genius who uh, just never got discovered. And he was making like he was putting his talents towards shitty movie soundtracks. Uh, but he, he all three songs are so good and so different. I like this. Uh, I'm not sure if it's an original one. I didn't check any of the credits, but when uh, what's her face? Uh, Angela's doing the dance. In the, uh, when, yeah. Uh, oh, the dance sequence is incredible. Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, also on IMDb trivia, the choreographer of that scene, her aunt was Rue McClanahan at the peak of her Golden Girls powers, and she came and visited the set that day. Really? Yeah. I got to read this trivia section. <laughs> I, uh, can you imagine like you're getting your boobs molded for the nipple door scene and Rue McClanahan <laughs> just comes to <laughs> Uh, Matt, can you, um, I don't know if you, I think you have the capability to do this. Can you like look up on YouTube computer date and, and play like a clip of it yep. Yep, or, or the beast inside either one of these songs is so it's like, you know, they're, 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 they're really well made. It's, it's still a cheesy 80s. The guitar is great. But musically, it's a really well-constructed song. Yeah, I don't want to play it too much because it's, you know, copyrights. Yeah, we don't want this guy suing us. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they made three of these movies. The first one I ever saw was the third one, and it is also fantastic. Are they all this, like the same movie? <laughs> no, no, they're all they're all pretty unique. Like it goes like this one's the most serious one they made, and then they. They're still like horror movies, but they realized they were campy by three. But three is so fucking ridiculous that uh, it. I think it's it's fine. It's not too goofy. Like there's a whole scene where Angela blows a gun and spits the bullets out. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was I did want to I did want to ask. Did you watch the remake of this? Uh, I have it. Yeah, I have, I have all my DVDs here. I have all three of them and the fourth one. Well, if you had your camera on, I could fucking see. Oh, let me see if I can plug it in. Oh, you don't really yeah. have to. I just wanted to give you shit when you're like, I'm holding these DVDs that you can't see. When was this, when was the remake? I didn't know there was. The only reason Eddie I had my... What's that? Eddie Furlong is in the remake. Oh, oh. How, when was the remake? Uh, the DVD case says... 2009. 2009. Oh, wow. It's faster than my DVD case. <laughs> the only reason I knew that there was a remake was because you, when you suggested this movie, you said the original. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Original flavor. Uh, so, how does Angela dies at the end oh, of this Jesus. one? So how is, Hold on, one second. I'm what coming. the fuck is happening? Coming in hot. Are we doing Blair Witch? Is this Blair Witch? <laughs> <laughs> there he is. Look at this. Remake? That, that's the remake. Original. Very, um, she looked, especially Angela, very uh, exorcist. Very. Um, right. Captain Captain Duty. What was the what was the name of the Captain girl? Captain Howdy. Re- Re- Regan. Oh, Reagan. Yeah. Reagan. Regan. Yeah, Captain Howdy. Two. Did you know that? Um, I don't know if either of you have ever seen Strangeland, but the username that D. Snyder's character uses to entice young girls is Captain Howdy. <laughs> really? Yep. That's creepy as fuck. Mm-hmm. I lo- I fucking love that movie. Um. Do you know that there is a unofficial sequel to The Exorcist? Besides, besides Exorcist two, besides and the four sequels that came out to The Exorcist, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, but have you ever seen the Leslie Nielsen movie Repossessed? Yes, yeah. that's pretty. That could be construed as a sequel. Mm, that's a good point. I um, Repossessed was on Comedy Central a lot when I was a kid. Yeah, that's why. I, that's how I know it. Yeah, I, I've only seen it on Comedy Central. It's a great movie. It's it's like a spoof. I don't know who directed it. It's not. I don't think it's a Zucker Brothers. But uh, it's a spoof movie of Exorcist starring Leslie Nielsen, and it's uh, you know it's goofy as fuck. But there's it's, there's some really good gags in it. But, <clears> but so anyway, it's, it's got the original actress from The Exorcist playing a thirty year old woman who was possessed as a preteen. So it, it could be you know it's it's pretty much a sequel. 
She was repossessed. Bob Logan directed it. The the Wolverine? Mm, repossessed. No, no, the director. Is that Wolverine? Logan? That's that's a bad joke. Never mind. I've I've yeah, I'm very confused. No, Bob Logan wrote and directed Repossessed. All right, thank you, Matt. <laughs> Sorry, you were asking. I was trying to answer your question. Um, and now I want to watch Repossessed. Anyway, the the uh, Angel Demon Angela looked exactly like Regan. Yeah, they did. The makeup is good. The makeup in this movie is great too. I thought the when the demon was in the mirror, it looked really cheesy and shitty. Oh, the big puppet. Yeah. So I like the puppet. I I kind of want one for my, my. I want my own. I want my own little demon. Probably won't be that hard to come by. I was just very surprised that that's what they decided to make it look like, um, but then when the characters were like in makeup, it looked more like, you know, late '80s style uh, horror yeah. movie. How does Shazam work? Like when I Shazammed it, and it and within about six seconds, it knew it was this weird, obscure song from this movie soundtrack. How did it know? Because there's a database of all licensed music, so well, it's, it, 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 it records and then runs it against the database. That's insane that it was that fast. Technology, man. Making databases faster is a really good way to get paid a lot of money. Yeah. He's not wrong. I should have coded instead of gone to film school. There's a lot of things I should have done. I spent the last two hours at work the other day reading what the what Wikipedia said the difference between a hash and a checksum was. What is what's the difference? As far as I can tell, a checksum is a shitty hash. <laughs> All right. I've, I've, I had some shitty hash the other night. Um, did you really? Oh, no. Oh. I just, yep. I, um, I, I, it, it was. It was my next question was going to be: Is I've never smoked hash. I'm curious what it's like. Oh, it's like I've super eaten pot. hash. Super pot doesn't. That's what I figured. Well, have you ever? Either of you ever done a hallucinogen? Yes, many. Ah, oh, man, they scare the shit out of me. So I was always. Oh. Like, because uh, I, I think that I would go into it and be a little, like, leery, and then I would just have a bad trip, and then I would probably... You would leery. if it was your second or third one, but the first one's always, a, it's always great, because you're just, you have no idea what to expect, and then you're just like, oh, my God, it's like magic is real, and then <laughs> so, you just spend the rest of your life trying to recreate that first one. <laughs> oh, so it's like smoking crack. Correct. Huh. Right. Have you guys, you guys heard, have you heard of Michael Pollan, the writer? He's no, like a, no, he's a, so he either. writes a lot about food. Um, he's got a book out came out a few months ago uh, about hallucinogens, and he's about fifty years old. And he it's when I listened to him in an interview talk about his book, and he's coming from the exact same place I am, and I would imagine Matt, where like I really want to try hallucinogens. I, I like the idea of like having my brain just operate in a completely different way and to like see music and, and feel color. I really want to try that, but I'm afraid of if I do, I'm going to walk into traffic, get hit by a car or, or I'm going to have an anxiety no. attack and my heart's going to stop. So, <laughs> so what they have is they have these centers now around the country. They're few and far between and they have very long waiting lists and you have to know somebody to know somebody to get in. That's the problem. Uh, but I really want to try this where they basically, they get you, high on this shit but in a very safe contained environment they go what music do you want what videos do you want to watch they put you in a room they go we're going to be monitoring you the whole time you never you know you're perfectly safe and that way they say it reduces the the percentage of a bad trip to near zero because you know going in that you are completely fine 
Uh, and, and it's, you know, you have a doctor there. There's a do- God forbid your heart actually does stop, which it never does, but God forbid it does. There's a doctor. So knowing that means you're not going to trick yourself into thinking your heart stops. And it's such, and he's, so he tried it out. Because he's like, look, I'm a 50-year-old guy. I, you know, I, I wanted to try it, but I didn't want to risk anything. I got a family. Uh, so he tried it this way, and he said it was fucking incredible. And he says it was the close. He, he's also a meditator. He does, like, deep meditation. And people say if you meditate for years and years, you can you can get to this, like, point where you can let go of the ego and stuff like that. And he said this was a shortcut. Like, oh, yep. he did it in one night, and basically he did, like, what 50 years of being a Buddhist monk would do. Uh, and I really want to try it, but I don't know where to find any of these centers. So, well, so apparently, I just I just found a website called tripsafe.org. Yeah, and you can find I didn't think trip of Googling centers. it. Ah, Google. <laughs> I should have tried. Well, that. I, I was like, what, what are the odds that I'm actually going to find it? And I'm like, what's this trip safe? So you can find a trip center, and the, 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 the there are like registered trip sitters who will make sure that you don't lose your fucking mind. Oh, like people who come to you and do yeah, it. Yeah, so I think this is like the the poor man's way to do it. You want to do it one night? We should get together. We'll, you can just we'll find a friend who's not a dick and just hang out and just do it around them too. I don't think I trust a single person in my life to, to do that. So you just asked me to do hallucinogens with you and get a trip sitter, but you don't trust me enough to make sure you don't lose your no, fucking No, we have mind? to be in separate rooms. Why? I'm pretty sure I'm, I'm I'm enough of an asshole where I would just start to fuck with Jack just to see uh, what yeah, happens. Yeah, now you're making me want to fuck with you. Yeah. Uh, I got there's like a there's like a good thirty percent of, of of me I keep so so far hidden from anybody. You I don't want you guys seeing that. No, that's but true. I um get the I, fuck out of all of you. I would record like I want to go back into a sensory deprivation tank. I did it once. That I, I don't think I can do. Uh, I I was plus. pretty worried about it. So the the place here has like you can get a room where you can leave starlights on, so you're not in complete darkness. And about halfway through, I turned it off, and I was fine. But I spent so much of like the first hour trying to figure out what I should be feeling and what should be Did happening. Did you get bored? No. Like, is it really that like big of a uh, Dan, uh, my podcast partner, Dan? Yeah. His wife got him uh, yep. a session. I, I talked to him about birthday. it before I did it because I'm like, I want to know what you're like because I was worried that I was going to fucking lose my mind. So the place here, it's it's not a pod, it's a room. So it's like a an eight foot by eight foot. Oh, I by like that. Foot I like room. that better than the pod. Yeah. Yeah. So there was a couple times where I got a little weirded out because I would float. It's like I would turn, so I got disoriented as to where I was in the room. How many beers did you have? Zero. I did it at like noon on a on a Friday. Joe, have you ever tried this? No, I use real drugs. <laughs> <laughs> I like no, your I, I haven't done drugs in a long time. Uh, yeah, no, I, I really want it though. Um, I have not tried. It. I know people who have, and they said it was great. But it, it's, um, yeah, it's weird. Like, because um, I always think about Homer, like how Homer and Lisa did it. Yeah. And yeah. So Homer, you, you always hear people talking about how like they see colors, and even Dan said he saw colors too. And it's, um, well, you can see colors pretty easily. Well, okay, <laughs> you're in a pitch black room with your <laughs> eyes wide open, and you see like color streaks. You dick. Um, so Sorry. it's weird because, and, and if, if you've ever closed your eyes and you see like colors streak across, yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. So that happens, but your eyes are wide open and you're just laying right. in water. So it's just really, it's kind of like a weird experience to like when you try to put two and two together, the fact that you're seeing things that you shouldn't be seeing when your eyes are wide open. And, um, part of me was worried I was going to fall asleep. Like I'm going to fall asleep and roll over and drown and then pay three dollars for a nap. Yeah, my stupid ass is like trying to roll over in the salt water, and I'd get like halfway there, and all the salts like, nope, you're, you're going back. <laughs> by the time they find you. Yeah, so I'm like, man, maybe I should uh, 
Maybe I should come back and do this another time because I spent half of it fucking off. Yeah, I know. I really want to do try. I want to try the drugs, especially because like, um, I do want. I, I've tried meditating, and it just I it doesn't take with me. Uh, and I think it doesn't take for a couple of different reasons. I think one is my brain just is. I'm not wired for it. I'm I'm obviously very uh, kinetic as uh, already, so it's hard for me to settle down. But also the whole idea of um, uh, mindfulness and like self-aware, like that shit that's I've only heard the word mindfulness for like five years. And I realized very quickly that what it was pretty much describing is how I've always kind of lived my life. I think that's why I'm so fucking neurotic is that I am like hyper aware of everything around me already. So for those reasons, I think it's very hard for me to actually meditate. And I've tried it many, many times and it just I can't do it. So what I heard was for people like me, especially, but anybody in general, the way to do it is you can't do a weekend retreat. You have to do a full seven-day retreat that costs about four or $5,000. You go into the woods. You go to a retreat. Uh, and they say you just meditate like eight to 12 hours a day. They, they train you. Uh, and the reason it has to be that long is because for people like me, it really just doesn't click until four or five days in. And then you only get two days out of it, but that two days is worth it. So uh, that's, what, that's what I've heard. Uh, from people who have done it. And like, so I've kind of thought about like saving up a few thousand dollars and that'll be my vacation one year is instead of going nowhere because I don't go on vacation, but uh, that would be my vacation. But I, uh, it seems like it would be a lot easier to just like take mushrooms and just do it in 10 minutes. Oh, it's not 10 minutes. No, no, I mean like it's started up in 10, like get 10, okay. take 10 minutes to get there. Yeah, yeah. That's going to be a good 12 hours. <laughs> no. See, that, that, that kind of worries me because um, when I went, to Rollins, I had a couple beers and then hypothetically smoked weed. And um, I was <laughs> sitting there and I thought to myself, I'm like, if this doesn't fucking stop, I said, this is not going to end well. I'm like, I had to drive a car in a couple hours. So there was a point where I was just like, oh my God, this needs to end. So I'm worried that if I did mushrooms, that's what would happen. And then I would be 12 hours of me being like, this needs to stop. They're like, this it's needs to end or I'm going to lose my mind. You'd be very surprised. It's kind of more like a uh, instead of a feeling of this has to stop so I can get back to normal. It's a feeling of this feels normal. How do I not notice this all the time? What am I usually doing? Oh my god, what is life? What have <laughs> I been? Is have I always been like this and I haven't noticed? Then you go crazy, you get into a mind loop, and you get stuck in your bathroom for eight hours. Well, it sounds like my oh, so you, or so you've read on the internet. I can't. So I read on the internet. Yeah, so uh, my biggest pro tip I can give you, if you do do them, is don't look in the bathroom mirror. Biggest tip I can give you. Oh. Why? What, is, what happens? You'll be stuck there for eight hours. <laughs> huh. See, I don't. I, and this might be a weird question, but follow, like, stick with me. Um, do you look in the mirror a lot to begin with? No. Okay. See, I don't like. I don't really care. I don't look at myself in the mirror. Like, I look homeless. I'm. I'm cool with but that. But if you're washing your hands, you look up and you're like. Okay, and that's what I figured. It was something. One quick just, look yep. turns into. I, I feel like I've been having that experience the last few, like the last year or so, uh, going to the barber. So I go to the barber and I'm forced to stare at my own face, and it freaks. Oh, I fucking me out hate it. So I like going to the ones like, that give I, you a TV to look like, at. No, yeah, I'm just staring okay. at the mirror, and I see, I just like, I, because you know, and we're all in our heads, we're all still like 16 years old, and like I'm looking, I'm like that is like an like an old man, like that is a fat old man, that is not me, uh, and I'm second now he's getting bukkake, <laughs> right in the mirror. Ah, oh, that's awesome. I wear glasses, uh, so it's never an issue. I take. But anyway, we got, I got, I got to try these mushrooms. <laughs> uh, I'm lucky though. I, uh, I have a, I have. Depending on the strain, I actually do have a fairly psychedelic um, experience with weed. 
so uh, like, you know, I smoke uh, like one of my fr- closest friends. I smoke weed with a lot or I used to back in the day. Uh, and he would like roll a joint while driving stick. And then we would smoke while driving around Staten Island. And yeah, and he would just drive around and he would and we, he would be high and he'd be driving and he could do things when I when I would get high. I can't even like walk to the bathroom like I'm just yeah, I'm the same exact way. Yeah. I'm and but like lightweight with weed. exactly. And like, you know, and my mind just goes all sorts of places. And that's where I come up with my best ideas. I would, you know, I keep a notepad and I or, or now my computer, my stickies. Uh, and I jot all my ideas that I can't write when I'm high because I can't focus. But all my ideas, all, like all you know, the kernels, they all come high. And I uh, and like I come up with some good. Yeah, you know, I I actually like podcasting high. I've done it. I've only done it a few times. When we did Tremors, Matt, on your last show, I was yeah. pretty fucking. When we, but, um, I did a music and MMA podcast for a while, and I was the entire time. And I like it because your brain makes connections you wouldn't make otherwise. Yep. I ri- uh, I've written some of the some of the best music I've ever written that way. Yeah. So I'm I, I feel fortunate in that I have that experience with weed, mm-hmm. uh, which feels like it's like one percent of what it would be with like with hallucinogenics. But at least I get that, and I'm not like the kind of guy that smokes and then can drive. Then again, I don't smoke that often. Whereas I think my friend smoked every day, so maybe that's why he yeah. could do the things I, he did. I, my first like IT job was on a help desk, and I worked with a guy who could not do it if he wasn't high. Oh, that's interesting. I can't work high. I can't do it. I don't think I could because I would just I would like stop and then lose track of what I was doing. Once, I can once they work drunk, drunk. Yeah, that. Yeah, well, I've yeah. had I've had lunch beers and gone back to work, and it's not the worst. Yeah, I'm t- I don't feel like working when I'm drunk. I'm too tired. I don't feel like I'm working when I'm sober. so what's the difference that's true once when i was at otb this really cute girl um who was oh god she's just such a mess um and then she just like gave me some of her like meds and i don't even know what they were but like they were some strong shit and uh i I don't it was like it's nothing like i've ever taken before it wasn't like a painkiller it wasn't like oxy or percocet it was something because she was mentally ill and she needed these to combat that and she gave me one and i took it and i was just like man this is a really weird feeling and i I, this was a job where i had ten thousand dollars in cash in my draw and and i have to give people money and if i screw up it comes out of my paychecks so (laughs) i could never do that job high because i would be you know i made so many mistakes god i I worked a 14-hour shift once within the first hour i I, uh, paid a guy two hundred dollars and I forgot to clear my machine. And then the next guy came with a $2 winning ticket. And because I forgot to clear my machine, it says $202. And I paid him $202. And then I realized about 15 minutes later, my mistake, I had to eat that $200. So I had to work the next 13 hours of the shift knowing I would have made more money if I had stayed home. But anyway, I would never do that job high. I don't blame you. Not when I'm working with money. But yeah, IT and, and what I'm doing now, I, I that I could... Yeah, that's fine. Everybody I guess it depends on what I'm doing that day at work as to if I want, would want to do it high or not. There are certain days where I can I can get away with more. There are certain days where I have to perform actions that if I fuck something up or, or do it in the wrong order, it will be very detrimental to our company. So... Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, all right, so here's here's something from the movie I want to uh, bring Episode up. two of Here's Why You're Wrong with Jack Picone. <laughs> um so the characters of the movie first of all the the lead was probably the least interesting character like uh, i forget what was her name the blonde girl yeah she dress i think she's dressed as alice from alice in wonderland yeah, yeah. yeah. i do want to talk about that Judy? because of the, the uh the um 
the uh the like the mini mart scene. Oh yeah. That was yeah. fucking strange. <laughs> it was I have nothing to say about the mini mart scene. So you guys talk about that. I'm gonna go uh make a pee pee. <laughs> I just thought it was really odd. Um I mean it was late eighties. <clears throat> she was I don't think she was a bad looking girl. I don't think she was the most attractive, but like what <laughs> In, in what reality is a girl just going to bend over and... Well, it's, she's helping her friend steal stuff from the store. That was that took a real long time. It was a time. different time, The man. girl That's was dancing time. around and putting <laughs> shit into a fucking pillowcase. It was a simpler time. Oh, my God. Women just bent over in front of stores and men can just walk out or women can just walk out with whatever they wanted. <laughs> Why can't we just go back to the good old days? <laughs> no one cared if you were 95 and got bukkakeed from a pneumatic Nobody would care. Uh, yeah, that's no, a weird scene. The whole movie's fucking weird. Uh, it really is, but... Uh, the like, reaction shots in particular, when they hold on them way too long and no one's doing anything. Like, it's very strange. I didn't hate it. Like, actually, I really did like this movie, and I think... I, I love this movie. With, with <laughs> I, don't, I don't blame you. I think with a lot of movies, um, especially when they're a little over the top like this, like, once you realize what you're in for, it's easier to accept it at face value. Yeah, yeah. Um... Like it's hard uh, to gauge given the opening credits because it kind of looks like a kid's movie. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever seen uh, Manos in the Hands of Fate? No. So it's not good. I do recommend you see it. but That was a Mystery Science Theater episode, right? Yeah, so I think like they actually wanted it to be a good movie, so it tried a little too hard to be serious. So it was difficult to enjoy it because I'm like, they actually think that they're making a good movie. Like this, I don't think that they don't like. I, I don't feel like they didn't think they were making a quality movie, but they knew that it was it was a little over the top, and it was supposed to be a little cheesy, and it was supposed to be campy. Um, so that like, you know, it's all in how you handle yourself. Like the band Guar, are you familiar? Yes. So I think if Guar was like, yeah, we're a serious band, but we're gonna dress up and do all this weird space shit, it wouldn't be taken as well as when it's like, yeah, we're gonna dress up and do all this weird space shit. And like we we know it's kind of fucked up and a little over the top, so it's it's kind of how you carry yourself. I mean, I feel like if Guar, this is totally separate from the movie, but if oh, Guar specifically um, took themselves really seriously, all of a sudden I might get into Guar. I've never liked Guar because they I always thought they were too goofy. I like I, oh, that's an interesting take on it. Like musically, I don't think they're that good. Like I don't I don't like the no, music. Really not good, if, but if, if they were really Guar, serious about it. Are you saying like if Guar had like a Bill Murray like period? Where they, no, like, like, now like, now like, they're doing Lost in Translation. <laughs> like if Guar started like doing things and they had like a canon and there was a certain amount of things that happened in like the Guar universe. Okay. I'd probably get pretty into it. It sounds really stupid and interesting. But if they're just like, this means nothing. We dress up in costumes. It's fun. I'm kind of like, eh, eh whatever. That, all right, that I can I can see. But if oh. it was like a guar like list of things you'd have to know going into a show, otherwise you wouldn't get something. It might be kind of cool. <laughs> like, I remember. Yeah, that's a good turn. Ah, never mind. I... Sorry. Uh, Night of the Demons. Um, no, now so, I want to know what Jack got a waffly about and stop stop talking about. Uh, it's not like it's, it's like it's it's just it's literally because it's uninteresting. So if I say it, then it's just gonna be Jack. Like, it's not happened, re- everything you say is interesting. Like the outcome. Yeah, it's not too dark. It's not too funny. It's not. It's it's just it's just literally too boring, and it would take too long. It's, it would take me like ten minutes to explain, and there's no payoff. Don't worry about it. All right, right, right. I'll tell you about it some other time. Can't wait. I don't want to bore your listeners. I'm just not gonna say anything. <laughs> <laughs> don't we like need it. listeners to bore them? 
<laughs> How's that chat going? Well, there's still zero viewers, no chat. But I got it up. I got it up in case someone shows up. Fair enough. Um, it's a little early. I, Normally, our uh, buddy in uh, Singapore is on, but I think oh, it's like 8.30 in the morning there. He might show up in a little bit. Sorry. Everybody from Singapore? Yeah. Every every time we record. Normally, we start at like 7, because um, I'm in Central Time, obviously. Normally, it starts at 7 Central, and they're 13 hours ahead of us, so he comes in well, Monday morning. 7 Central? I don't really care. Like six. No, this works. This works. Century. This I thought works. you said seven. I assumed you meant my time. No, no, no. This works better because I am incredibly tired. So I, this just means I can go to bed earlier. But normally we do like seven central, depending on the time zones. Now that Corey's an hour ahead of me, it might change. He used to be two hours behind. Oh, so I yeah. See. So <laughs> so it was yeah. like that had a lot to do with it, especially when you guys were on, because it's like now we're spanning three fucking time zones. It's five o'clock for Corey. It's eight p.m. for you. You know. I don't want you guys to stay up super late. Um, you haven't recorded with Corey yet, huh? Since he's moved. No, not since he moved. He just got his stuff yesterday, Saturday. It showed up. How so, far is it from you now? Um, it, it's. I want to say it's like a six-hour drive, but there's a big lake in the middle of us. Oh, Jesus Christ! Well, you I have to you have to go down and around. I just imagined you were next to each other. Well, technically we are, but there's a lake, so you have to either go up and over or down and around. You can. So, Joe, uh, Corey, the co-host of Podcast of Terror. Uh, he and Matt recorded like something like a hundred episodes of the show, maybe a little less, before they even met. Really? Uh, right? In person? Yeah, let me look. It was You met like a year ago, didn't you? Yeah, it was last May. I was out in San Francisco for a conference. For out, yeah, because Corey lives out in San Francisco. Yeah. Uh and he just moved uh to Michigan. Not Wisconsin, Michigan. Yep. Yeah. Like a week ago. Yeah, we had Roughly 80, 86 episodes before I like we were in we were next to each other. I still haven't met Dan. I don't blame you. I haven't met him. Uh, <laughs> seems like a dick. I haven't met his baby. He gets he gets very uh he gets very um aggro aggro about that. You haven't met my baby yet. It's like all right, she she poops, she laughs, she cries. I get it. Yeah. I know. I have like um. Talk to me when she can uh, have a conversation. I have a goddaughter who's like one and a half. And I'm like, I don't know. Like, I don't know what to do with your child. And my buddy's like, help. it'll I've be cooler when you can like hang out with I her. But right now yeah. it's like all she does is shit and eat. Yeah. Once they're like 18 months and it goes by quick, too, because like, yeah, I'm sure we all have nie- nieces and nephews at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, no, I don't. Uh, Thanks for bringing it up, though. <laughs> well, you got God, you got a God kid. I do. So, um. The first couple, you're like, oh my god, it's a baby, and then and then they, they slowly grow up, and like, oh, now it's a toddler. This is oh my god, they're like seven. They're practically adults now. Uh, and then after like three or four of those, it goes by. Now you know how go, like goes by so quick. So I have cousins who are having babies. Uh, you know, Dan had a baby. Um, yeah, babies all over the place. Now I know it's like, all right, literally, I just have to close my eyes and get through a couple more weeks of work, and I will open my eyes, and the kid will be at that one and a half year old mark where it's yep. like, oh, all right, now I can play with them. Um, we, it goes so quick. So yesterday, um, this beer that they released, they've been doing it for like eleven years. Two thousand eight was the first year, so they had two thousand eight darkness on tap. Mm-hmm. So my buddy and I were drinking it, and we were talking about it. He goes, holy shit. He goes, this beer is like 10 years old. I said, this beer was brewed the same year that your nephew was born. <laughs> I'm like, think about that. Wait, so it, does beer age like that? Yeah, dark beer, stouts like that age real, real, real nicely. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. I figured they just go skunk. 
Nope. No, the dark ones you can do that with. Yeah. High alcohol too. Yep. Jack, you have a. I'm not. I'm not an expert in any of this stuff. That's why you need to come over. We can sit in the lower level of my house, which I own the entire thing of. I did have a stout today. Uh, I had a stout at the cafe before uh, that when they poured it out of the tap, it looked like fucking molasses coming out. I have, uh, for my birthday, a buddy got me a can. It's uh, Evil Twin Brewing. It's called Big Ass Money Stout. It's brewed with pizza and Iraqi dinar. That sounds disgusting, but I had the Evil Twin is served at my work bar. I had oh, Evil it is. Twin. Okay. Uh, it's, kind of it, pizza. I, I'm not sure. It's apparently very, very good, and it's like 17%. Yeah, yeah. There's an e- the evil twin I drink is something like seventeen percent. I have like three of them and I'm bombed. Remember, actually, when Brendan was on your show, remember I I was uh, watching it from the bar. It was Mother's Day and yeah. I was by myself. Oh wow, yeah. way to make it sad. <laughs> and I was chatting with. I was in the chat room and I was I had I was wasted on the evil twin. Here it is: frozen pizza and actual money. Oh, it's not. It's not the dinar. Um, that sounds disgusting. Evil twin. I feel like the brewery's gonna run into a New York snob at some point, being like, "They didn't use good enough pizza for this." Thing. <laughs> <laughs> they use a thick crust. What the hey, hell? What is this crap? This ain't fresh mozzarella. They pronounced their Mario. <laughs> they don't know what they're doing. Jack, tell them why they're wrong. <laughs> Episode three. <laughs> um. Yeah, beer's gotten a little out of control. Like I know I'm still trying to figure out what the money in the pizza was. But um I know that there's a beer out there that has like a woman's fallopian tube in it. Like an actual fallopian yeah, tube? Yeah, it was brewed with like fallopian tubes and shit. And there's you know, one... fallopian tubes are uh you know fallopian tubes are pneumatic. <laughs> every twenty like, every like, twenty eight well, days the egg just goes um joe it's like a, it, in a different country that this it's not you can't get it here oh um yeah and a pneumatic pneumatic fallopian tube really just shoots out those eggs <laughs> it's uh do you ever see aliens when the when the queen alien is just uh dropping the eggs out of her tube one out of one after another <laughs> that's how it works <laughs> just bloop 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 special tap system you have to have installed <laughs> why? Why? Why am I the only unmarried man on this show? I don't understand. Oh, Joe, you're married. Sorry. What yeah. am I married what and have a baby due in four weeks? Oh, I'm really sorry. Yeah. <laughs> not really. I I had a vasectomy. We decided not to have kids, but uh, that's my decision. Well, you know, in four weeks, when I'm not sleeping, I'll probably <laughs> be a guest again. The, the guy that I work uh, sit next to at work just had another baby. And he came in one and he goes, yeah, she won't sleep. I'm like, did you ask her to just go to bed? He goes, she knows she's two weeks old. And I said, yeah, I just maybe reason with her like an adult and she'll go to sleep. I don't know. She's a person. I can barely take uh, care of myself. I, I We should talk more about the movie before we wrap up. But I do want to mention it. Uh, wrap it so, up. So how I met Joe was, uh, well, we went to film school together. Um, but um, the... For some reason, they thought, and I think this was the only year they did it because uh, it was such a failure. Yeah. So uh, they decided for orientation to get all the film. There's like 300 film students, class of 2006. So this is 2002. We're all 18 18 years old, 19 years old. Um, uh, We all meet uh, 90% of the students have never been to New York. This is their first time in New York. Uh, There's a lot of locals. There's a lot of NYU has a lot of locals. Long Island, upstate Jersey. Um, 
and uh, we all get together and they decide the very first weekend they want to put us in the middle of the fucking woods and they send us to a camp. They actually send us to a Jewish kids camp, like Wet Hot American Summer, uh, that they rented out. So we have the counselors and everything that are treating us like 12 year olds because that's what they're used to dealing with. And they put us in this three day camp where we're doing rope exercises and we have to eat in the mess hall and and it for a bunch of like artsy like nyu kids it was, it was just the w- weirdest choice for them to make it was such a horrible idea and most of us were miserable it was t- it was such a terrible experience um and uh they broke us up into groups and it was alphabetical uh, so that's how I met Joe because uh, his last name starts with O, mine starts with P. So alphabetically, we were in the same crew, but yeah. it's more a little more complicated because then they broke it up into smaller crews. Aubrey Plaza was in my crew uh, because her name starts with a P. So uh, anyway, Joe met his wife. I'm assuming you met Laura there, right? I did. Yeah. So he met his wife that day, the first, like literally the first day of college. Yeah. Meanwhile, all of NYU, the rest of NYU, except for the film kids, were partying because they were living, living in Manhattan as 18 year olds with nothing to do for three days and just going nuts and just being free and having fun while the the rest of us were like in the middle of the fucking woods. Oh, man, what a nightmare it was. It was terrible. Uh, But I met my wife there. But Joe met his wife. I met a couple of good friends, too. We bonded. I remember in my my cabin that had no hot water uh we bonded because curfew was at like 9 p.m so like all right everybody to bed and we're all just like wired and awake and we all just bitched about the camp for three four hours and that's how we actually got to know each other through our bitching but anyway long story short that's how joe met his wife that's true sweet uh going back the beer is brewed with grandiosa sausage and pepperoni frozen pizza. What does that mean, brewed with? Wait. So sausage? they basically just threw frozen pizza into, into the into the wort when it was fermenting and shit. And money, too. Like, I know that they do it with pastry a lot. And money? Like, a lot, yeah. Well, the, the money just dissolves. Yeah, but, like, is that safe to ingest? I don't think money does dissolve. <laughs> Isn't money made of cloth? Greed is good. It's just paper. No, um, I don't think it's paper. I think no, it's no, the American money is like is like fabric. I don't. Yeah, but I can't find out whose money lives. is in here. I, I'm guessing it's it is just like a shtick. Six hundred liters of beer is not adding a ton of money. Oh, they're not adding a ton of money to the batch. I don't know what that really means. I guess you could throw like a twenty in there and be like, well, "There's money in it." Ton of money. You think you think people pee in them in the vats? No. Like even a little bit. I hope. Like not. I would. If I worked in a brewery and I had to go and I didn't feel like walking to the bathroom, I'd pee in the vat. Guys, something went really right with our last batch. We don't know. What <laughs> <laughs> People are raving about this batch of Bud Light Lime. I I had a I had a conversation with Joe. I, I, I it might have been a year ago. It feels like it was yesterday. It might have been a year ago. But we we were in the back of your car. I mean, you we were in Brooklyn. Uh, and uh, I was in the back of your car. You were in the front driving, <laughs> but you were Laura driving. Uh, anyway, we're talking about peeing in the shower, and I talked about how yeah. I would I would never do it. I was like, I it's pipes. I, yeah, I was like, I would never pee in the shower. It's just gross. Anyway, since then, I've just literally, I just that's all I do is I, I I'll go to the shower before I go to the toilet just to pee. Right. It's just it's just so much nicer. It's really easy. So I've changed my mind. So uh, 
I would like to say I would never pee. If I worked in a brewery, I would never pee in the vat. But I know after about six months, I just start peeing in the vats. If there was a vat you could pee in at, 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 at your job, would you not pee in it? I would pee in it every time. See? I would drink no water. I would drink extra excess water just so I would have to go pee. There was a way I could just whip it out and piss in the middle of set <laughs> when I was feeling bad. I'd be peeing 12 hours every day. I uh, I got off the train the other day. I'm a, I'm a three minute walk to my apartment, and I just couldn't. I was like, I, I don't want to. I don't want to hold it in, and I just stopped halfway through and peed on a parked car. Jesus, <laughs> you're part I, of the problem. I, I do you know how I, I I've probably I couldn't tell you how many parked cars I've peed on. I've pissed I, on so many corners in this fucking city. Yeah, it all smells like piss anyway. No one's going. Yeah, it's it, it's uh, Matt. It's a it's a fact of living here. If you're if you're not near your home. If you're and I, I in this case I was near my home, but usually <laughs> usually you're not. Usually like you're I just peed like, at my own front door to make a statement. <laughs> uh, it, uh, pee, like peeing on the sidewalk is like we all do it. It's just it's what we do. Hey, I'm a little jealous. Brendan perfected a uh, walking backwards and peeing, uh, but he has not perfected. His friend can go go forwards and do it. His uh, cousin Vinny. I do forwards. I do. I do like I, I do a forty-five degree kind of like strafe where oh, I, yeah? I have my phone in one hand, so I look like I'm on the phone. Oh, one well, Einhander. Yeah. Well, I, so I like to do that because that way, that way people think I'm on. They don't. You know, you don't. You're not calling attention to yourself. <laughs> he can't possibly be pissing. Yeah, <laughs> Just not be like driving and jerking off at the same time. Yeah. No one knows if you're holding <laughs> your phone. <laughs> Uh, so the the note I wanted to talk about twenty five minutes ago uh, about the movie, um, the uh, the boyfriend character, the one that loses his eyeball, <laughs> the douchebag boyfriend. <laughs> I love that when we first meet him, he's talking on the phone with her. He's like, "Oh, I just want to get laid." Blah, blah, blah. He's literally eating a box of vanilla wafers, and I thought that I was saw I that. I can't. I, I didn't was, notice that. I'd like to think that that was intentional. It's like, look how bland and, and white this character is. I doubt it. Was, I, I'm sure it wasn't, but. Um, another note I had was, uh, I just want, again, I wanted to talk about like this, this, they put effort into this movie, the mm-hmm. broken mirror shot. There's a great shot. It was like a, that 70 show shot where it's a 360 and the camera's spinning around. Oh and, yeah. Oh, uh, there's so, like, that's, what's missing from a lot of these shitty B movies. And, and you watch these shitty B movies and they get made. And I don't know about you, Joe. Uh, but I don't, I'm always wondering, like, what I could do that. Like, you know, I, if I made this movie, it would at the very least be as good as this. Right. And you wonder how these people get these jobs. And, you know, as you get older, you realize how it's, it's connections, it's raising money, it's blah, 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 blah. But, like, it's so nice to see that somebody's like, all right, this is going to be a shitty straight to video movie, but they still put the effort in and it shows. And, and I appreciated that. I think that that statement holds true for all of them. I highly recommend the other two as well. The third one is still my favorite. It's the first one I ever saw out of the entire series. The third one. Third one, yeah. Right. It's it, it it's so much better than the first one. But um, um, I'm still trying to be a scary horror movie. Since Matt, since uh, Joe, you haven't seen this movie in a few years, you might not remember this. Or maybe Matt does. Uh, there's also a part where the demon first speaks as Suzanne, like the first time she speaks, uh, where he possesses her and takes over. 
uh, and everybody's just like talking and they're just like, yeah, blah, 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 blah. And she just goes, I, 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 I forgot the oh, right yeah. thing. <laughs> it was, it was something ridiculous. Like, and then the souls will be eaten. And then there's just like an awkward beat that cuts to a wide shot. And everybody just like kind of looks at each other. It's like, never acknowledged again. Nobody's conversation <laughs> literally continues. It would be as if we're doing this podcast right now. And Matt out of nowhere is just like, and then I'm going to eat your souls. And well, now I can't do it. Cause you're going to expect it. <laughs> By the way, that was my Henry Rollins impression. <laughs> uh, uh, I love the big guy, the, the big guy that starts the movie that I drives. I don't know what his fucking name is, but I really want to call him Haas. I know it's not. I I wanted to write down every one of his lines because they were all good, but the only one I had end with the word bitch. <laughs> you so horrible, Shut up, bitch. Shut up, bitch. Shut up, bitch. The only one I actually wrote down was eat a bowl of fuck. <laughs> I'm going to start using that. <laughs> Just Eat a bowl of fun. Yeah. Um, I love the court, the, the scene uh, where Angela's dancing with the strobe light. I loved how excited they all got with the strobe light. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Where'd you get that? It's a fucking strobe light. Like, everybody calm down. It's uh, his <laughs> name was Stooge. This is Stooge. Yeah. Stooge played by Hal Havens. Stooge. He was in, was he, he was in all three, wasn't he? Was he? Maybe not. He was on Fear the Walking Dead as rancher number two. Oh, he was in Westworld and the Lethal Weapon TV series. Oh, he was on Your Pretty Face is Going to Hell. Who is he in Westworld? Prospect. Ed Harris. It was Ed Harris. He was prospector number one in the episode Vanishing Point. Hmm. He was in Parks and Rec. He was on an episode of ER. Doing all right for himself. He was on an episode of Dragnet, the reboot, not the original. Mad uh, the reboot had its moments. Uh, Ed O'Neill, Ethan Embry, the the Dutch re, re, uh, the reunite, the re, reunion of the of the. Oh man, I had too much beers. He was in the original Twenty One Jump Street. <laughs> too much beers. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, I had too much beers. <laughs> too much beers. That should be the name of my. That that'll be my memoir. Too much beers with Jack Pagel. <laughs> now here's why you're wrong. Here's why you're right. I isn't justified too. Man, this guy's done everything. How I He's Met got Your Mother. A lot of hillbillies. A lot yeah. of hillbillies. Well, every episode, like Drop Dead Gorgeous, he played Billy Dia. He wears a pig snout in every one of them. <laughs> <laughs> <Shut up, bitch. laughs> They just pay him to walk onto set and be like, eat a bowl of fuck. And he just walks out. <laughs> but look, you know, if you're a working actor, good for you. If, if you're getting roles, good for you. Absolutely. Um, I was, who was I talking about this with? I don't remember. But uh, we, were talking about, we were talking about Star Trek. And I used to think about like the, the people who were on Star Trek and now they just go to every single Star Trek convention and they just mm-hmm. eat it up because they were they were, you know, they were like a lead role, like a recurring role on Voyager. And they go to every convention and they're considered royalty because it, when you go to these Star Trek conventions, there's so many. If you are on one or two episodes, you're considered pretty like, you know, they're like, oh, this is great. Can I get your autograph when you were a fucking regular when you were in a bunch of episodes? You know, you're a fucking god to them. And I was always like, when I growing up, I was, felt bad. I was like, oh man, these these guys, they wanted to be like the next, uh, you know, Tom Hanks or Robert Redford or whatever. And this is what they got. And now that I've been in in, in the industry or industry adjacent for for 20, 15, 20 years, you realize, I guess, fifteen years, uh, you realize like 
they still have it made. That's awesome. Like if that's oh, yeah. if that's what you get, if that's the level you get, that's still one percent. You're not 0.01 percent, but you're one percent. And it's just, it's, so like when I see like a guy like this is getting roles like that, he is fucking nailing it. He, he you know, out of the thousands or millions of fucking actors who go out to L.A. to make it, he's actually doing all right for himself. They get fucking royalties and everything. Dude, I was on, I was working uh, two weeks ago, and uh, they they wrapped the background. Uh, the extras too early. And so at the end of the day, we had a scene where they needed more prison inmates for our scene. And uh, they realized they'd already sent the prison inmates home. So they literally called out on set who has a SAG card. Wow. And the set dresser was like, I do. And he got put in the scene. They gave him a line and he said it. And just for him saying that he made a thousand dollars that day. And he gets a point, he gets points on the, on the movie for the rest of his life. Jesus. Amazing. Yeah. My, my dad. Yeah. My dad, uh, uh, still he's, he got his SAG card for Goodfellas, and he still gets checks from, from that movie. And he has one line. Um, and, uh, yeah, no, if you're in a union, it's, it's, it's like anything else. If you're in a union, you're set. Wrong line of work, I guess. He she you play a prison inmate? I would play a prison inmate. I'll shave my butthole on camera if it means $1,000 in points on a by, movie. By the way, Netflix is coming up a, a few weeks from now. The new Scorsese film is going to be out. My dad filmed seven scenes. Uh, we're hoping at least one of them makes the final cut. <laughs> How, so <laughs> he, what, does, he does not what, know what, if he's actually in that movie until it comes out? I mean, look at uh, Coolio. The film was the third lead in Daredevil, and they cut every single one of his scenes out. So. I did not know that. Coolio was in Daredevil? No, he wasn't. <laughs> they cut all the scenes out. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, no, I mean, if, you're, if, you, if you have the right type of role where they can cut the entire plot, the C plot out, uh, you're fucked. Um, but he filmed so many scenes that he's hoping he's in one of them. He filmed a shit ton for Goodfellas, and all that left, all that was left was the one line. Uh, he shot a bunch of Sopranos, and I don't even think he made the final cut. Analyze this. He's in it for about one split second. They, even though he filmed uh, several days, they cut it all out. Although he did choke uh, the AD on set and was removed. <laughs> what? Yeah, he was sitting next to De Niro, and then the AD moved him because a friend of his uh, wanted to sit next to De Niro, so they swapped him, and my dad lost his temper. <laughs> he choked the AD out? <laughs> yeah. That'll get you cut from the movie real fast. Yeah, he got cut. <laughs> he's, not, he's not in that one. I don't think he was asked back. <laughs> he wasn't. I was on a job where the uh, the director, we these things called context that the uh, the fancy people wear that let them hear the sound while they're on set. It's like a little box you put on your belt and then the headphones go to it. I, I had that um, uh, on Ocean's 8. I had that. They, they I felt so privileged. Well, imagine the weight of it in your hand. And then imagine... A director throwing it at the AD oh, no. from three feet away and it bouncing off. And then the AD quitting that very second <laughs> and walking off with all the PAs. And the, the crew was just standing there like, well, what do we do now? There's nobody to tell us what to do. So we stood there for like three hours. And then the executive producers took over as PAs that day and finished the day out. And I remember the last thing I did was I took, I had the sound in my hand for the whole day. And I handed it to the executive producer, and I was like, "I usually give this to the loader, or the, and then they give it to a PA." But uh, here you go. And uh, he was like, "Okay, so where does this go?" And I was oh, like, no. I, "I don't fucking know, man. I, I usually <laughs> give it to somebody." <laughs> so he was just standing there in the parking lot while I drove away, like by himself, holding the fucking sound. 
That that's amazing. So so for, for the listeners, because I have a lot less set experience than you. I actually hate being on set. I mean, you probably do too, even though you do it for a living. Um, but I hated it so much that I vowed. Uh, that's why I, I, I film school is a waste. But um, I do know that uh, that the assistant director, the AD. You would think he's like the number two. You would think he's the assistant to the director, but he's not. He actually pretty much represents the producers. His job is to make sure everything gets done on time and uh, let's get the movie made and let's keep under budget. And I, we really got to get this shot in. And he kind of is the check to the director. He's the producer's check to the director. Yep. So I know that, but I didn't. And I know production assistant PA is like the lowest of the low on the totem pole. It has the word production in the name, but I didn't realize that the PAs were all considered part of that team. So I'm surprised they all walked when the AD walked. PAs was, all work for the AD, yeah. I didn't realize that. I didn't. I I thought there would be like I thought there would be d- different department PAs. No, well there are there are like you have like a, like a props department PA, but they're usually somebody training to be a props person. But like a, an actual like set PA is directly reporting to the AD. I guess that makes sense. Yeah, I never thought about that. See, I, I, you know what my least favorite uh, being on set is? I hate when I'm on set and I'm not a. I have nothing to do when I'm not wow. part of the set. Mm-hmm. So this happened. Uh, this happened actually happened on your wife's uh, thesis film or junior film. Uh, it's happened on a lot of professional shoots. So like Ocean's Eight. Where or or when my dad was uh, filming the new Scorsese film, and my dad invited me on set, and basically you're a guest of the set, yeah. And I'm just you're just in the way. That's all you yeah. are. So you're just in the way. No way to not be in the way. It's just the it's just the worst feeling in the world, especially because I know like what these people are going through and what they're doing, and basically you know they think they're doing you a favor, especially the higher up. So like Ocean's Eight, uh, the the top producer of the film uh, is a friend of my father's and got me and they put me on set and they were like, we want you to meet the screenwriter. They, we want you to meet the director. Maybe you can network as if I could just be like, hi, I'm Jack. Give me a job, please. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And it was it was a nightmare, except actually the screenwriter was super friendly and she was uh, awesome. And she was talking to me for like 15 minutes and I'm pretty sure she was going to be like, hey, what have you been working on? We should talk more. Blah, 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 blah. But then uh, uh, suddenly she looked past me and her eyes lit up and she's like, <gasps> and her husband had decided to visit set that day. And she's like, oh, my God, she was hugging him. And then she was inter- introducing him to everybody I was about to get introduced to. <laughs> 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 it was the worst. It was the worst. Um, but but you know you've just you just feel like you're in the fucking way you are in the way and I, I fucking work on set I'm always in the way it's a, yeah, it's a way to not it, be in the way on a film set and uh, I remember on the Irishman the film my dad's uh, filmed last year in Brooklyn um, he had two PAs assigned to him like they, they, they were pretty <laughs> much they like were pretty much like that was their job was to you know. Keep everywhere. And anyway, they were they're so deferential and they're only a, I, oh God, I wanted to say they're my age, but I guess at this point they're like 10 years younger. Yeah, than they're me. Not. But but uh, but they're so deferential, like Mr. Percone this way, you know, and they're being so polite. But at the same time, I know what they're thinking. I know how the gears are. And they're just like, get the fuck out of the way. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Mr. Percone, would you like to see the catering? It's like, Mr. Percone, would you get the, get fuck, the fuck out, out of the way? Go eat something. Uh, <laughs> Oh, I just and I just I just hate being on and, and uh, even when I on my own sets I was uh, I filmed a couple of I filmed a, a pilot pretty big budget pilot um, and I was the writer I had nothing to do I was the writer I had yeah. literally nothing to do 
and you know and uh i would try to direct the actors once in a while and be like well you know you could try doing the scene like this and they'd be like well the director said it this way and now i'm counteracting the director and now it's even worse yeah don't do that I'm just like, you know what never mind i'm just gonna i'll be over here i'll be i'm sorry guys anyway uh i should have never gone into film <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you guys, all this. you guys done. Actually, you know what I realized is in film school, what I should have done, uh, what a lot of the, what a lot of people did, Joe included, uh, is we all want to be writers and directors and they were smart enough to pick something that's not that and at least get some work. So Joe did sound, Brendan did sound. My uh, junior uh, panic attack. Exactly. Exactly. That was no, I got out of here. Exactly. Yeah. So Joe and Brendan did sound Joe's wife, Laura does, uh, like, um, production design yep uh i should have done post i should have done editing i'm a very i really really enjoy editing it's um and uh i did junior year i had that panic attack and i started taking editing classes and and then i i don't know i was i guess i was cocky because i had some extra credits i was like i don't need this class and i I dropped out i should have stuck with it that that's what i should be doing as my professional job but that's neither here nor there There is one song. Oh boy! In Night of All the right. Demons, Jack's that, had too much beers. Yeah, yes. <laughs> there's a song. There's a Bauhaus song in uh, Night of the Demons. Something, something stigmata. Oh, that's a dancing scene song. Yes, yeah, that was a great song too. Yeah, the soundtrack great. Is great, great pick. Yeah. I also have in my notes that Suzanne was the best actress, the nipple girl. Oh, really? That nipple door. I, I thought really she did a great job me. playing the demon possessed. Like she's like possessed by the demon, but she's pretending she's not. Oh, okay. Like when she, yeah, like the the one liner scene where she ends the conversation. Yeah, like most of the movie, she's like in character, but not. She's the demon. I, I thought she did. I thought she handled herself well. Oh, oh, here's here's a line I have in my notes. The Brooklyn actor. <laughs> Uh, when he's walking around and the place is like a dump, it's like an old abandoned funeral home. And he says something like, uh, oh, this is fucking dumb. He goes, I live in a nice house with plastic slip covers on the furniture. <laughs> guy like me would be caught dead in a place like this. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And as someone whose grandmother had plastic covers on all the furniture, uh, uh, that, that right here. I was a little unclear on why uh the like wh- how the demons came about and like the the whole like inciting into the film that was a little well uh angela clarifies that by saying that it's a house possessed not a haunted house so it's just it's just it just it was there from the get-go like i yeah, know they say something not, about the uh, like the indians that live there it's just like they're demons who have always been there so when they, they did the seance, that opened it up, or it would have happened anyway. I think that's I, that's unclear. That is kind of unclear. If they would have, it, it's kind of like, did they summon it, or was it because it was Halloween? Did the fucking demon come out? That, that's one true. night that it can come yeah. out. Because they, they all die to be in the wrong sunrise. place at the wrong time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. When it becomes November first, they all die. Yeah, it was. They literally could have had their Halloween party the day after Halloween and been totally fine. <laughs> <laughs> that did not happen. If Halloween didn't land on a weekend that day, yeah. that year. <laughs> Only it was a different year. Uh, another note I had was, oh, I was surprised that Roger ended up being the uh, one of the final two. Yeah, he kind of comes into his own at the end there. I was, I was happy about that. 
Um, I, yeah, I, just, I thought he'd be one of the first to go, and he wasn't. He was not. Uh, He's the first one to leave. So in a way, he was the first one to go, yeah. and it ends up saving his ass. <laughs> Have you guys played Dead by Daylight? Yes. No. Matt's played it. Yeah. Have it on PC. Uh, it rem- um, the uh, outside of the house, the the whole setting reminded me of that video. So Dead by Daylight is a game. Uh, I guess it's last gen. No, current gen. Right. Current gen. Yeah. Current gen game. It's a multiplayer. It's four on one. You the uh, multiplayer. Four people play as very very weak. Uh, not teenagers, but but just like people. And then there's one player who plays a very overpowered but slow serial killer. Uh, and it, it's ran. It, uh, there, there's like eight different types. You could be Michael Myers. You could be a, a witch. You could be um, Leatherface. Yeah, they, they ended up. I think they have like Freddy Krueger and shit. So what happened was Friday the Thirteenth. The game got announced, and then basically this company was like, "We need to fucking make a game first. That's like the same concept, and that's how Dead, Dead by Daylight came out. Um, it was fun, but it's very monotonous and it gets very old very quick. Yeah, it's, and now it's, it's kind of spawned like an entire genre of slasher. So like, there's another one that's coming out later this fall called Last Year: The Nightmare, and I think it looks like it's gonna be really fucking good. Well, I, I love the genre. It's, yeah. I never got to play Friday the Thirteenth, but I, I certainly watched my share of it on uh, it's, Twitch. And it's stuff. free on uh, PlayStation Plus this month, which you don't have a PlayStation, I so that doesn't I matter to you. I know, uh, and I know you've had the the creator of the game on on yep. your show, yep. uh, and yeah, no, uh, Friday the Thirteenth. I was obsessed with. That's why I got the reason I got Dead by Daylight. It was on sale one day for like fifteen bucks. Yeah. Um, but I love the game. I love the idea of it's it's a survival survival horror. You basically have to use your wits. You have to coordinate with the other three players and be like, all right, you distract him while I unlock this door, and, and so we can get the fuck out of here. Uh, and it's a random map. Every every time you play, the map is randomized. But it's always got the same concept. There's a house in the middle, and there's a brick wall around the whole perimeter. And and when the brick wall suddenly appears out of nowhere in this movie, it totally reminded me of that game where they're like, "We gotta get the fuck out," and you can't get out. So basically, all you can do is hide. That's the game. Mm-hmm. That, that's the whole fucking not the game. That's the whole uh, genre of game. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I anyway, I highly recommend. If anybody liked this movie. Try the try one of these uh, these games, either uh, Dead by Daylight or Friday the Thirteenth. Is Friday the Thirteenth still out? Didn't they have problems? Um, they pulled the franchise, and so they can't update it, but it still exists. Can I still buy it? Yes. So, like Did I said, thirty-seven seconds ago, it's free on PlayStation Plus this month. Oh no, on Xbox. I know it's still available on Xbox. Yeah. Um, so you can buy it. They're just not adding content. Like they had, they had when it first they came added, out, there was they like. Added, um, they added purple NES Jason, which was awesome. Yeah, but it was just a skin on a different character, so it was me. Um, I did like the idea that there were different Jasons uh, with different abilities, like yes. Jason. So Jason that had like he was a superpowered Jason. Yep. By this point, there's Jason from like Friday the Thirteenth one through nine. They were working on Uber Jason, I believe, when the rights got pulled and all that shit. But. That's- uh, Got to get Uber Jason in there. I know. So Erica from Apex and the Abyss, uh, her husband and her and I were playing Fortnite the other night, like, randomly. I had to do work, and my PlayStation hooked up to my computer monitor now. It's like, I can work and whatever. So I told her, because she wanted to get it, I'm like, we should fucking live stream us playing Friday the 13th, because she has, like, 950 million listeners, because she does true crime, and I have seven, because I do a horror movie podcast. True crime is the way to go. Fuck yeah, it is. Um, so her and I were talking about live streaming us playing Friday the 13th. Figure there might be an audience for that. 
Matt, when I go on my killing spree and just lose it and just kill everybody, uh, I give you all rights, podcast rights. Okay. Yeah. We'll do an eight-part series on the life of Jack Picone. Here's why you're dead. A Jack Picone true life. (laughs) Here's why you're wrong and why you're dead by Jack Picone. Um, Here's something I've never seen in a horror movie, in a movie that I can think of that was like really hard to watch. I was like, oh, this should be, I can't believe I've never seen this before. When they had to climb barbed wire, like a rope. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That was fucking visceral. Mm -hmm. It was good, though. I liked it. Turned me on. Uh, Another note I had was uh, great makeup. Special effects were great in this movie. Especially those fake boobs. (laughs) Could have fooled me. I give the fake nipples an eight of eight. Why? Uh, And I love the power ballad at the end. Why not? (laughs) Because boobs work in pairs. (laughs) (laughs) And ten is too many. It's a really dumb joke I used to do. uh, God, must have been fifth grade. It was early on. Nah, maybe it was maybe it was in junior high. Uh, But. I used to do it with a buddy of mine from elementary school and we were obsessed with married with children. And it was when Al Bundy was trying to fall asleep and he wouldn't count sheep. He'd count quote unquote hooters. <laughs> <laughs> and he would count by twos. And I remember the joke, I, some random episode, they've had 250 episodes and he would go, I'm just going to count hooters to fall asleep. Two, four, six, eight ooh, twins 12 <laughs> and, and like that for whatever reason that stuck with me and me and my like my 10 year old best friend we we would do this when we were like in an assembly and really bored we were just like all right we're just gonna count hooters um so i'm i'm staring at the internet this is a complete <laughs> departure from what we're talking about Apparently, a, a rapper, Assholes. a rapper, had to go to the hospital because he ate too many flaming hot Cheetos. Yes, I saw that. Yeah. What the fuck is wrong with people? Yeah. I mean, well, I'm kind of confused as to whether or not there was something legitimately wrong with him, or if he's just a bitch. I'm going with he's a bitch. <laughs> it's like that cop who called the cops because he was high and thought he was dying. Did you ever see that video? Yep. <laughs> yep. I mean, like, if I was in in the hospital for something really embarrassing, I, th- I that would be like an excuse I would use. Uh, I, I had too many Doritos. Sorry. No, I, I can't have any penicillin. I had too many Doritos. Yep. <laughs> it's a legitimate excuse, guys. What, do you guys have anything specific about the movie about Night of the Demons you wanted to bring up? No. Just the fact that I love it. I was going to ask the more. same thing. I like really, what it really is a god. It was like I, I was surprised at how enjoyable it was. Minute, it's like, really enjoyable, and it's not even like little at near the end, a little bit, but for the most part, and like I'm a, I'm the type of guy that loves the setup. Like I like that it takes forever for the the shoe to drop. The reason why I like this movie is because it's like. It's the movie that everybody wants to put on at a Halloween party and they're thinking it's going to be really fun. And then they're all just like, eh, but like this was actually super fun. And it's not that cheesy. Like in by cheesy, I mean, like they weren't it's not like a joke. Like they were it's well made. Yeah, it's well done. It's just very 80s. Yeah, the other two are exactly the same. Like you can put them on, have a good time. And it's not like you're watching because like watching a bad movie is always like a weird grab bag where like there's certain parts that are funny, but the rest is just kind of like a waste of fucking time. 
Yeah, unless you find like one of those gems, like the yeah, room where exactly. it's perfect throughout it's all the way. The perfect one. The room is the uh, best thing to watch. Uh, no, what was the one we watched? Uh, that to me, that's like for me, that's second to the room. Um, Samurai Cop. Samurai Cop's pretty great. Samurai Cop Samurai is just Cop's got some dead areas in it. Yeah, but only for a few minutes. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what you get. That's what it takes to get to perfection. Room is perf- the room is perfection because it has no dead spots. Every scene is great. And I still have to check out the guy you've been telling me about that might be up there with Tommy Wiseau. He's not. That's the thing. Like Neil Breen's good, but Neil, it's not like it's not it's like not, it's not room. It's not room level. He's not going to have a James Franco Golden Globe nominated. No. Uh, He's clearly insane. Have either of you ever seen Maniac Cop? No, no, but I know that <sighs> actor in it is in something. I don't know. Tom Atkins. Yeah, he's in something else. I don't know. Apparently, Bruce Campbell's in it. I didn't even realize that. It's um, it's pretty bad, but there's so many good one-liners. Like the tagline on the poster is "You have the right to remain silent forever." <laughs> I love it. Yeah, uh, we should we should do that sometime. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I gotta pee one more time. Oh my god, Jack. We're trying talk to close the fucking show out, and you got to take a piss, piss break. And it is one more. I just want to talk about the end scene. Okay. Right, when you get back, I got to piss. So, like, what's oh gonna happen? Oh my god! Do you want me to pause this so you guys can go? Pee? I can go out my my the door to my patio. Yeah, I told I told Joe. I'm like, I'll just pause it. So I pause it real quick, and then we had one viewer, and I was trying to like talk. And Who's I, was, the viewer? I have no idea. <laughs> just saw the viewer just turn to a zero. I was like, ah. Oh, Buck, we lost him. Sorry about that. I just, I told you I was gonna pee more than I was gonna get up to get beers. No, it's fine. I I was I was pleading with whomever it was to talk to me in the chat, and they never did. Joe, who is the uh, who's the um, the the image you use for your picture there? That is a still from Twins of Evil. God damn it! You know who? It looks like um, Michael Shannon. It does, doesn't it? <laughs> No, it's uh, it's it's the very end of a very slow zoom that happens on that man's face while he's making that face. <laughs> he sees a dead body. Uh, Matt's got to have you back on, and you got to cover that movie. Uh, I'll, I'll watch Twins of Evil any goddamn day of the week. I love that movie. Yeah, I'm down. Um, Jack, you want to talk about that last scene, and then we can wrap this so, thing up. Yeah, I want to talk about the bookends. I love like the old man that starts and ends the movie. What an odd choice, but I like it. It, it, it mixes things up a bit. So I guess I need an explanation as to what happened. He he filled the apples with razor blades because he wanted all the children to die, and then his well, wife. I made missed him that pie. in the beginning. I saw him talk to the package like, "Yeah, they're gonna and get theirs tonight." Yeah, I didn't realize it until the end. Uh, so I guess he was putting razor blades in all the apples, which is like a cliche thing that might happen to to kids back mm-hmm. when they got actually got apple. I did I did get apples when I was growing up, uh, trick-or-treating. I did get one or two. I'm not old. There's always a candy apple lady in our town who would make them. My mom would make <laughs> me cut it open every fucking year to make sure there wasn't a razor blade in it. Really? So like, I guess there was somebody at some point actually putting razor blades in these apples. I think it's a fucking urban legend. I don't think it ever happened once. <laughs> it's a very weird, like, and how do you get it in without it realizing? Like, just by... Halloween magic, I guess. You grow it, grow the apple around a razor. Uh, but anyway, I guess this grumpy old man who hates everybody is putting razor blades, and he gets his when his wife cooks an apple pie um, with his leftover apples, and he realizes it, and uh, it, he swallows the razors, and they slit his throat from the inside, and he dies. That's pretty cool uh, looking. 
it was awesome it was looking. Great. I kind of I don't realize I don't know how you would not notice you were yeah, swallowing a blown razor blade in your fucking apple pie before you swallowed it. Also, either the wife is really dumb, or what I'm guessing is she knew she was killing him. She was yeah, in. I feel like that's the second one. Yeah, yeah, it seemed like she was pretty into it. But before it happened, like basically, they spend a good four minutes where he's just like. How was your day, honey? He's like, you know, uh, these kids. And he's just sitting down and eating. And it takes a while for it to happen. And I was like, is this just going to end like no country for old men? He just, he just like gives a speech. He's just like, you know, the kids today. And then the movie just ends. Uh, thank, thankfully, he, he his throat explodes in blood. But uh, it was a, it was an interesting bookend to the movie. But I'm glad it's there. It, it really did shake it up uh, uh, just enough to make the, the whole movie uh, flow. Yeah, it was. It's a. It's a weird. Uh, I totally didn't even remember that when I rewatched it last night. I did not remember that character at all, or the blades thing, or anything. I totally forgot about him. And then when he comes back at the end, and, and the two survivors are all fucked up and beat up, and they're walking, they're limping home, and he's like, "Ah, you fucking kids." Uh, I loved it. I loved it. <laughs> Joe, do you have anything else you want to say about the movie? Just that that old man is probably so angry at kids because they jizz on his face all day at the post office. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He was one day from retirement. He <laughs> was one day away. <laughs> God, it's all, it's everywhere. <laughs> it's all over the money. I can't get this out now. <laughs> oh, man. He'll have to run it through a dumpster bank so that it's tax exempt. Future is dumpster banks, not Bitcoin. <laughs> Start mining yours today. Uh, look, I mine three times a day. Give me a break. You mine dumpster coin? <laughs> that's that's the next coin that we're gonna bring to market is dumpster coin. Yeah, all you need to for your rig to mine it is a fucking shovel. <laughs> wow, that's awesome. Um, so uh, I guess real quick, we're gonna rate this on a zero to five scale. Pretty self-explanatory. Yeah, no, I give it a five. I was gonna say you're gonna give it a five. I know that. Uh, Jack, how about you? Uh, it's just we're we're not doing subcategories anymore, right? No, I got really sick of explaining it and trying to correlate it to masturbating. So we just <laughs> go zero to five. Uh gosh, four. Wow. Do we do halves? Do we do half points yeah, on the do, show? You can do half point. Right, three point five. Three point five. Okay. I could go four, but I I've covered Jaws and Tremors on the show, and uh, as much as I love this movie, it's no Jaws. <laughs> I've seen Jaws and Tremors, sir, and you are no Jaws or Tremors. <laughs> I don't disagree. I mean, I gave it a three. It's it's a really good movie, and I think it's really funny. And I will likely watch the uh, the two sequels and potentially the, re- the remake. Yeah. Um, but I do I do like Eddie Furlong. Yeah, okay. that that's kind of that was the selling point. You're for not me. gonna like him in this one. It's it's fat Eddie Furlong. He's, he's checked out the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think any of the things he says in it are his lines. It's it's, it's not it's, it's not Pet Cemetery. Yeah, too it's Furlong. it's brutal. The remake is brutal. <laughs> uh, not in a good way. <laughs> no, it's pretty good. You watch it. <laughs> is is the the nipple door scene in the new one? I don't believe. I don't know. I've, I've only watched the remake one time a long time ago. I honestly couldn't tell you. What if I made a movie called Net Night of the Damon, and we and it's just about they go to Matt Damon. Matt Damon. <laughs> this is just Matt Damon's house. I will give you a hundred dollars towards Matt Damon. Project. Probably won't do it because his career is doing all right. But maybe Johnny Damon. I don't know. Maybe we'll do Johnny Damon. I'll give you two hundred dollars now. <laughs> um, I don't remember where we were. Uh, we were we've all ranked it. What, what did you rank it, Matt? I gave it a three. 
I'm also trying to download the new Night of the Demons. Oh, I might as well just get two and three while I'm in here. All right. Three is fantastic. You will not be disappointed. <laughs> you can contact us by leaving us a voicemail at 805-328-3966. You can email the show at pod at gncast.com. You can leave us a message on our website, too. You can follow the show on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Podcast of Terror. Jack, how did you just complete a workout? Oh, man. Uh, so most of my most of my uh, uh, workout, like uh, when I hit my uh, my um, calorie counts for the day or whatever it is, yeah. I'm either taking a shit or drinking a beer. So that, that's usually when I hit my 500 calories for the day. It's nice to see that you are most strenuous <laughs> while pushing out a real rough one. <laughs> um, you can subscribe to this podcast via iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or any of your favorite podcatchers. Uh, leave us feedback, please. You can also go to bit.ly slash pot review, write a review there. Matt, uh, I'd love you for you to re I would love for you to record a uh, micro machines commercial one day where you just get every word wrong. It's <laughs> <laughs> <Just> like, <laughs> remember those micro machines commercials? World's fastest talker. I'm gonna look it up right now. He was on. Uh, he was played a substitute on Saved by the Bell. He was like oh, he was a. Oh yeah. The record uh, holder, Mr. Testaverde. Yep, he was Mr. a. He was a record holder for the uh, fastest talker in the world, and he did all the micro machines, and he he did a bunch of commercials. Micro machines. And he was the world's fastest talker. This one. This one. And now with a totally terrific town, the new micro machine Super City two box playset. Closed. It's a mild matter two box. Open. It's a micro machine USA. Cruise your mini micro machine vehicles, planes, and boats to the police station, the marina, the mini motorcycle repair shop, the gas station, the construction office, work, the real working drawbridge, highway, passenger ramp, and garage doors, or take a micro machine flying machine in for a landing. Phew! This place has it all. The new micro machine Super City two box playset from Galoo, the one and only. It's fast, I guess. <laughs> Fastest? I don't know. Uh, but you were pretty. You were you were faster just now. You just didn't get any of the words right. They were all no. Slurred. You don't have to get the words right if you get the cadence right. That's all that matters. <laughs> all subscription options and links can be found at gncast.com/slash subscribe. Finally, you can join us on Facebook and other Galactic Network. I got them all right that time. That was impressive. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I've only done this like 137 times. I still can't fucking get it right. Uh, you, you can, um, if you want to give us money without giving us money, go to amazon.podcasthair.com. Shop like you normally would. I stole that from Jack. Yeah. I, I mean, if you, if you'd rather go to my Amazon, that's fine too. Amazon.wepodcast.com. <laughs> um, yeah, we'll find out who you like more. Uh, I don't have but, one. So I'm no, but you should check out Joe's films on Adult Swim. Yeah. Well, we're getting there. Oh, yeah. Joe, where can people find absolutely everything you've ever done in your entire life? On Vimeo. Search my name. It'll come up. Now, there will be a spelling of Joe's name, which I literally spent all week practicing so I wouldn't say it wrong. I have successfully avoided saying it. My last name? Yeah, I had to ask Jack how to say it because I didn't want to say it wrong. One time we had a girl on our show. Her name was spelled D-E-A-N-A. D-E-A-N-A? Yep. Deanna? That's what I said. And she goes, no, Dina. Dina. Yeah, it's definitely Dina. I was Deanna. like, well, you know what? I'm sorry. It could have really gone either way. Uh, Deanna has two ends. But still, it could yeah, be Deanna. I think Deanna. it's fair. That's a fair. Could have been Deanna. Yeah. Yeah, it's whatever. Joseph Origlieri. 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 Yeah, Jack did Origlieri. phonetically Mario. spell it. To it's a me, a Mario. Thank you no. for saying Mario correctly. That's how he says it. Hey, you, you can find all my shit on Vimeo. I've, I've recently making short animations on my computer. It's all me talking in a closet. So if you want to see that, go on my Vimeo. Do like 30-second animations. I do all the voices. I draw it. It's a great time. I highly recommend. That should take you to, to draw like a 30-second video. 
Uh, I tried to hold myself to seven days for each one. Some of them I finished oh. in five. Oh. How much time are you spending on each one of these? Like, I know. Uh, 12 hours a day for seven days. God damn. That's when I wasn't working. so. Oh, that makes sense. Now I'm working, so I haven't made one in a while. But Fair enough. God damn. This is really why I don't like to freelance. This is, this is what happens. Yeah, I don't blame you. Um, Jack, you've been here 14 times, but I guess... Is this really my 14th time? No. No. I will give me two yeah, seconds while you tell people where they can find you and you your me, podcast. Uh, my Twitter is at Jackie No Breaks. My podcast has been hiatus on for a while. Uh, we've got four episodes in the bag. We'll come back at some point. Uh, but it's uh, you can find all of my podcasts at wepodcast.com. That's W-E-E podcast.com. Uh, you can follow my worst episode ever studios we studios you can follow us uh on patreon uh we should be releasing an exclusive video to just our patreon listeners uh in the next day or so uh if it's not already out uh but yeah we podcast.com we podcast.com and worst episode pod is is the twitter for my simpsons podcast uh worst episode ever uh and i'm not checking the breaks um and uh i i like i like hosting but i like uh filling in for Corey or matt when they're not here so uh feel free to listen to my podcast at terrace this is this is my home away from home holy shit this is the seventh time you've been on <laughs> my seventh yeah oh no 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 this is number eight. Oh man oh number eight i'm like your john goodman i'm like you, your alan you, you really are and um you want to take a stab in the dark at how many times i've been on your shows uh i think i could tell you that's no, pretty it's easy pretty, it's just no, this many no, it's not not at all. It's not at all. I've been you, on 90s and uh, worst episode ever one time each. No, you've been on both of them twice each. You've been on at least four shows. Maybe I don't three. Think so. Yeah, I can tell you. I don't really yeah. want to argue. <laughs> I just wanted I, to I give you the finger. You want you were on Octoween. Yeah. Or Mayoween. Mayoween. Uh and uh you were on at least two nineties percentiles. So you've been on at least three times. So oh, fuck you. Fine. It doesn't really matter. It's not gonna stop me from having you on you. since never, yeah, I can tell you you're never coming back on. I can tell you that. You know, I can tell you whatever the number is, it's not going up. <laughs> I was just gonna talk about how excited I was that you were gonna come back next week. Because <laughs> I waited until this afternoon to find a guest host for next week. Uh thank you. Uh, Jack Jack last minute Pacone over here. <laughs> Hey, I, 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 I said it. Cut, it's probably cut my life into pieces. I'm Matt's last resort. <laughs> Suffocation. No breathing. Don't, Don't give, give a, a fuck if I cut my arm. <laughs> oh, that too. <laughs> that was the soundtrack to my freshman year of high school. Oh my, yeah, no. Last, that Papa Roach, that was, a, that was a big, big album for me when I was in high school. It's a big album. That was it. Was, it was really good. At we, the time. we 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 were all fucking morons at the time. Yeah, I listened to it now, and I'm like, this is this is not good. No, I really, I really, uh, I really uh, felt for the second single, "Broken Home," because I come from a broken home. So when when he screamed "Broken Home," that that really felt. I, I I you know I was like I was right there with him. I was like, yeah, you nailed it. That's the emotion right there. You yelling "Broken Home." That's how I that that sums it all up. Sweet. Where's, where's his Grammy? Did they not get one? I don't nah. think they deserve one, but I assume that all shit bands get them these days. Who knows? Daytime. You got a daytime Emmy, I'm sure. I remember one. I think they took. Was it them? Who? Somebody took a shit on stage <laughs> during during a concert. Was he the? Was it Papa Roach? I feel like it was Papa. Somebody took a shit on stage. They're like, uh, they they were not happy, and they. 
they just took, they pooped on stage. Yep. Papa Roach, bring the shit, literally. <laughs> 2009. That'll be me one day. If I ever do a live uh, worst episode ever, uh, I'm just going to take a shit on stage. I can confirm the Papa Roach story. The smell was dreadful and security were livid. <laughs> as far as I know, the guy never got caught. Stealth shit. Oh, it wasn't one of them. <laughs> it was a shit by. Uh, it was. It was. It was. Uh, no, it was someone in the crowd. Someone did a shit at the back of the mosh pit. About halfway through Papa Roach's set, everybody started commenting on how bad the smell was. I guess it was like someone had farted or something, but it was much worse. All of a sudden, there was a massive gap in the crowd, and my friend told me that someone had actually done a shit. That's impressive. If you could take a shit in the crowd and the stage can smell it, that's impressive. We had a lady. I'm assuming it's a lady, but someone like shit in the hallway at work and like just dropped the turd on the floor and walked away. Why do you assume it was a lady? Because I figured that she had to be wearing like a dress. To where she could just shit while walking and it fall out. Because how do you like drop a turd down your pant leg? You've never. I. Uh, uh, I've never shit in my pants. In I my have. adult life. Oh yeah. really? Not no. my. Adult. Shit in my pants like once a year. Uh, there was a recent time I almost pooped my pants, but it was while working out, and I kind of had a feeling it was about to happen. I remember the first time I shit my pants as an adult. I shit my pants in, in uh, a couple of times as a kid. Um, I was. It was uh, about five years ago. Uh, I think the dog was still alive. So it was very early in uh, to moving to Bay Ridge with my girlfriend. And oh, yeah, it was when I was working as a barista. So I had weird hours. So I remember I was home during the day. And what I used to do was like lay on the floor with my dog and watch TV while Missy would work. She would, you know, she had like a, a station and she would do costume design. And I remember I had to fart and I went to fart and poop came out just like just Ooh, a little bit. Yeah. And I freaked out. I've never, it never happened to me before. I usually, I just knew within, you know, I usually had like a good 10 seconds where I was like, all right, this might be a poop. Let me hold it back. This is the first time where I farted and poop came out and I freaked out and I told Missy right away, I'm lying on the floor. I go, Missy, I just shit myself. And she's like, oh, that's disgusting. And I, and I was like, no, I, I don't know how this happened. I don't know. I don't know why this happened. <laughs> this, this should have never happened. And she's like, no, it's not a big deal. It's like, you know, you thought you were going to fart and you pooped. It's fine. And I was like, no, this is the, I don't know. Like, I've lost control of my own body. And I, <laughs> and I just freaked out. And she was more mad at me at the freaking out than she was at pooping, my, pooping on the living room floor. <laughs> huh. that's so that's my poop story. Um, real quick, your Patreon exclusive already came out. I just got the email. Oh, five minutes right. ago. Thank you, Dan. Waited. Let's finally, fucking do something, Dan. He's not no, gonna no. listen to this, so I know. He was waiting on me. I I told him he's like when when he gonna send me the audio we recorded two weeks ago. I was like I I told him I have a 2009 MacBook and it takes a long time to boot up. I have a spe- I have a separate fan. I don't know if you heard me before the record, but I told <laughs> I had to tell Alexa to turn my fan off because I keep external fans on my laptop while it's running uh, because it overheats. It's uh, it's hanging in there. Yeah, but you heat sink, bro. I keep I keep hoping uh, Tim Cook is uh, is going to announce a new Mac Mini. I don't know how I'll afford it, but I'll get it. Uh, I use sell, a your, sell your butt on the streets. I use I use my TV. As my monitor, and I use a wireless keyboard. I would, I'll buy a new Mac Mini. I just, I just want like a, a like a new Mac Mini. I don't want one that came out five years ago. Yeah. I, I, that's what happened to that MacBook Pro. <sighs> off air, we'll talk off air. 
No, I'll I'll text them right now. No, no, text them after the show. No, I'm gonna do it right now because we still just about to have a baby. You're texting people. No, we still got to decide what movie you want to talk about next week. I think you guys should talk about Night of Demons three. Skip two, go straight to three. I'm I'm not opposed to it. You have to know what the movie is going to be next week. No, three. So I have I have three potential movies that might be okay. Then tease tease all three. And then there's a fourth where if this guest falls through, I know the one I want to talk about. So are you bringing someone next week? Trying to bring I'm trying to bring you some some very special guests. I mean, Joe just just crushed it. So I'm trying to bring you like, you know, as much as I love just uh, some me and Matt time. I'm trying, you know, I've been on the show eight fucking times. I'm trying to bring new blood in here. So next week's uh, nine. Yeah, so I want your listeners to get uh, like a fresh experience. I don't want them just hearing me talk about pooping myself. If you guys want somebody to come on the show and talk about shitting themselves, I'm not lying. I shit my pants once a year, like legitimately. <laughs> I shit my. I'm not talking like Jack's like fart and a little came out. I shit my pants once a year. That's a fact. Wow. I ate really bad clams two years ago. It was not. <laughs> it did not turn out well. I have stories upon stories about shitting my pants. Oh man, <laughs> we're gonna have to do a poop episode with Joe. All right, we'll do a poop. We'll, we'll do a podcast of, of uh, podcast of poop episode. Please, we'll watch Human Centipede. <laughs> yes. yes. Which, by the way, I've still never seen the second or I've third one. So let's let's I've watch. I've never seen the second one. I've only seen the first and the third. Spoiler alert, best line in the third one is when he's eating the guy's balls and he just goes, mmm, power food. <laughs> it's true. It's true. I See, I feel like you don't need to see the second if you saw the third. The first per- the first one is three people. Strong ass to mouth. The second one, I believe, is 12, and the third one is something like 100. So if you saw the third one, you don't need to see the second one. Well, so every movie like takes place inside of the previous films world so like uh human centipede 2 the guy's obsessed with one and that's why he's doing it and human centipede 3 the guy's obsessed with two and that's why he's doing it yeah so i kind of want to see two for that reason and then just to say i saw them all well anyway uh here's the movie i want to cover at some point on this show i already mentioned it earlier mother i don't know that's the movie I want to watch. My get my potential guests who are uh, who know their shit. So I would love to for you to have them on their show. Uh, the movies today throughout are Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer. I don't know if you covered that already. You may nope. have. Nope. Uh, I've seen that. That's a good one with uh, what's his face from uh, Walking Dead and Mallrats. Um, Rooker, Michael Michael Rooker. That's interesting. That's a good that that that's a good movie. Uh, they also threw out Parents, and they threw out Psycho 2, and I like the idea of doing a Psycho sequel because they are some, they're uh, an interesting bunch of movies. You have Psycho 2, Psycho 3, and Psycho 4. Which they I've, all... I've never seen 2, 3, or 4. We did Psycho 1 with Annie and Christina. Right, right. And I love the first Psycho, Hitchcock. I mean, it's Hitchcock. Psych- uh, they're all very interesting because they all still star Anthony, uh, I'm blanking on his name. Uh, the star of the movies, Hopkins. Anthony Hopkins. No, not Anthony Hopkins. <laughs> um, Anthony Bourdain anyway. before he killed himself. Oh my god! No, who After calls him? Anthony <laughs> 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 suicide. Anthony Bourdain. It's like we get that Bernie's, but with Anthony Bourdain's body. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> weekend at Weekend at Bourdain's. Weekend at Bourdain's. I would watch Weekend at Bourdain's. <laughs> oh no, we've upset <laughs> someone. Uh, it's all right. They'll live. <laughs> Un- unlike him, they'll live. Um, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Psycho movies are interesting because, well, for one thing, they're sequels to a classic. But they do weird things to the character and the world. And Psycho 4 especially, it's called A New new Beginning? I don't know what the, I don't know what the fourth one's called. But it's it's uh, prequels. Uh, to it, 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 flat, it has flashbacks to him growing up with his mother. And it establishes why his mother fucked him up. And the, that made-for-TV shitty fourth movie, which co-stars CCH Pounder, who is a great actress. She was in the... the um, uh, RoboCop three. She was in the Shield. Uh, she was great. She died of cancer about ten years ago. She was a great actress. Um, that movie was kind of either on purpose or not was the inspiration for the TV show Bates Motel, which is supposedly very good. I haven't seen it, but the the it, it's it's pretty much about him growing up with his mother and how he got all fucked up by her. Uh, and basically, he calls into a radio DJ and he's like, "Here's why I'm a serial killer." Uh, so anyway, the, the sequels are cool. So I would be totally down for doing Psycho 2 or Psycho 3. So anyway, it might be one of those movies. If that helps. Just let me know. Whatever. All that matters is that Jack's back next week. We're going to talk. We're going to pro- we're going to try and talk about a movie. There might be more people. There might be less people. Might be something completely different. It might just be you. It it might just just, be- yeah, it's just going to be me for 45 minutes. Have you whispering. ever done a solo show with just you? Yeah, we used to do news. So we do news episodes. So there was one, it was like seven minutes where it's just me eating soda biscuits and talking really quietly into a mic. I missed that one. You didn't miss shit. <laughs> I'm sure it wasn't very good. Um, but because it was only me, I just flew through the thing. How, how do you feel about the new Halloween movie? I'm very, very excited for it. It just happens to come out in like the, the one of the busiest weeks I have in October. So I'm not going to be able to see it right away. I, I, I like David Gordon Green. Uh, I'm excited about it, uh, but I've heard I've heard from people who've seen it that it's like, eh, it's just another movie. I it could be mediocre as long as it's not like a complete shelf turd. I'll be happy. I, I love Michael Myers. I love the. I, the it's I, I might even like it more. I, I I would say I like it more than Freddy Krueger, uh, only because I'm less familiar with Freddy. I just Kruger. I like him. I like him differently. It's like I love all my children. I love them differently. <laughs> you love all your chickens. You don't want to see any one of them get run over by your automated lawnmower. Nope. I only named one, and I only named the one because it's all black. What did you name him? Varg Gorer. <laughs> I used the black metal name generator to get it. <laughs> so I'm gonna get that. I'm gonna get a black chicken with with corpse paint tattooed on my leg. <laughs> I think you should decorate all of your chickens in guar costumes. I don't hate it. I just don't think they would sit still. <laughs> And just have like a poultry guar. <laughs> poultry guar. I think it's time for us to wrap this shit up. I need to yes, eat dinner. Please. All right. That's going to do it for another episode of the Podcast of Terror. We will talk to you guys next week. Stay scary, everybody. Bye.